Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Dirt and Sprague. Three to shoot. And it is denied. Moody with a block. Kaminga out of the pack. Look out. Kaminga scores and one. A freight train in Jonathan Kaminga. During the Warriors, their only trip here to New York in the regular season. Kaminga, quick release. He scores and add one. And all smiles. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. So Portland now tied at 72. Trying to retake the lead. We go under two minutes. Austin, foul unextended right. Drives baseline, gets around Marshall. Made a oh. tap the bucket and the foul. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, the fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. Happy Friday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? We're feeling great. Are we? It's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. Friday. You finally called a win. Oh, we got a win. Yeah, who'd you guys beat? Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Ended a 14-game losing streak to the Broncos. In the Child Center. In the t- overall. Is that seven years? Uh, roughly. <sighs> seven or eight. <laughs> Might only played him once in the COVID year. But, I mean, you won in the Child Center. We did win in the Child Center. Place is going nuts. We had uh, basically played with six and a half guys. Man. They were fully loaded. Any Egyptians? Nope. You know what's crazy about that? couple of Aussies. That basically lines up where your, your Portland Pilots had not beaten that team the duration of my second child's entire life. Yeah. That's in, that's crazy to say out loud. This is my seven. This will be my tenth tenth season doing the hot corner. Mm. And it's been ten years. Yeah, isn't that wild? Damn. And yeah. uh, that means you haven't beat Santa Clara in two thirds of that. Yeah, but you almost three got quarters. O- you got over the hump. They got over the hump. It's been a rough season for the boys. Yeah, could be a rough season for you too. So you're not, the one calling those games. I know. Everybody thinks that's easy. No. No. 
Not at all. You got to polish a lot no, of turds. You, you, I mean, guys like uh, Clabro and, and Lamar Heard this season, it's like, no. Polishing the biggest of turds. That's why they're and professionals they yeah. and they get paid. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Last night's game was an easy game to call. It was great. They jumped out, got on top, trying to hold on, <laughs> get to overtime. They should have won it in regulation. They missed a dunk. They missed a layup, and they missed the front end of a one-and-one one in the last two minutes, and that let it get to overtime. And then they found a way to win. You know how, like in um, in pro sports, people like some something happens with an athlete, and sure. the counter is always that's what the money's for. Get over it. That's what the that's money's what for. That's what you get paid for. Shut up and dribble. The equivalent would be uh, Calabro and Lamar having to call these awful Blazer games yeah. and be like, "Well, that's what the money's for." He's not getting the money, you know. He's getting money, but he ain't getting the money. You it know what I mean? Bag. Yeah. It's, you get that's, a paycheck, but not a bag. That's yes. why you're a professional yes. broadcaster. Absolutely. At that point, yes, exactly. It was it was the Pepperdine game down in Malibu a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you should stop volunteering for this and make them actually write you a paycheck. He does. He gets paid. Paid. Uh, oh yeah. Pay. Oh yeah. I think they should hire him full time. He's he'd be perfect for that gig, Mister Pilot. How are you not full time if you do every game? Uh, well, I mean, I well, I get it, it's I'm I'm yeah. an independent, independent. contractor oh, as opposed to he's a 10.99 man got it, doing got it, got it, got it, got doing it. all the TV stuff now that goes on. the right. The West Coast Conference went to ESPN Plus, so like the volleyball games and the soccer games oh, okay. and the baseball, everything's on. So, uh, good morning, happy Friday to you, P. Harris. Hello, my friend. Thanks nice, for having me. Nice to see you again. Yeah, I've been actually <clears throat> getting decent sleep. Really? This show, yeah. Mm. I think I fell asleep at 9.30 last you're night. You're more conscious to get to bed at, at a proper hour when you're doing this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my job, I'd get there at like 7.15, and that's a 30-minute drive. So I'm just getting up like 45 minutes earlier. This show has, um, it's, it, yesterday I was extremely tired, mainly because mm-hmm. a storm kept waking me up. Oh, okay. Um, but this show does a good job of giving me the right amount that I need. We got frogs in the backyard. Uh, I kind of like that sound. I kind of like it too, but I mean, like, there was one frog, and now there's like five frogs. Well, there's going to be ten soon. Yeah. Don't worry, they're coming. Oh, yeah. I called I called some uh, wildlife uh, pest removals. They get rid of, like, raccoons and snakes and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you do anything about these frogs? Because, man, these frogs be frogging, like, all night. You got a pond in your backyard? <laughs> yeah, I got a little, small little water, And little you pond. don't want frogs? Uh, Well, it wasn't so bad when it was just one, but now it's, like, five. Oh, you don't like the sound, then? Well, it's fine, but they just go and go and go. So you don't like the sound, then? Yes, basically. <laughs> I like the one frog. I you don't afraid like about being fly. racist against frogs? <laughs> so I called them. And I, I was care like, about the frogs. Love <laughs> frogs. So I called them and was like, yo, what can you do about this? And the woman I talked to, she said, well, let me talk to my operations manager and the boss, and I'll get back to you. Why don't you just go out there with a little cage like everybody else growing up used to put them in it? And find a different area where there's a pond and there's a good, you know. Oh, because I'm way lazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I are imagine... we talking frogs or are we talking toads? We're yeah. Talking frogs. Okay, so the little so things. Little yeah, guys. yeah. And so, that well, would be fun <clears throat> for the kids. They yeah. are loud if they're little. They are very loud if they're little. And the lady calls me back and she was like, yeah, man, sounds like you got frogs. Mm. My stepdad stayed in somebody's garage for like a year and a half. So I used to go there and he had, he had a bunk bed, a TV on like a little stand. And an extremely worn down couch and carpet that smelled like wet dog. <laughs> and it was maybe 200 square feet. Maybe. Wow. That was where he lived. Wow. 
Is this room 200 square feet? Uh, It was probably a little smaller than this room. Okay. And we had to go there every other weekend. And the second weekend he had lived there, I hated going. Right. Uh, but I went because my I didn't want my little brother to be alone. And the second weekend we went there, I found four frogs in different spots because I heard it in the house. And I'm like, <laughs> is that inside? <laughs> yeah, you know, my stepdad is conked from the booze and so he's not waking up to anything and yeah. i'm it's 1 a.m and i'm like cool there's a there's a frog in the bathroom cool there's a dog die. on the window it's gonna kill me it was just it was just like extra loud. i like the sound but like inside your room yeah i'm um, take that noise you heard and then put it next to your bed i know and we're the only bedroom that faces the backyard all the kids face the front yard ah, so nobody hears it. it yeah nobody hears it but us see i would sleep with the window open i love that sound it We're, calms me. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. When there's some nice rain mixed with a little frog, ah, there you eh, go. I'm into that. I'm all in on I that. I'm into that. I uh, I did not get yesterday. I didn't talk about Richard Lewis dying. That's wild, dude. Yeah, I didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I saw I saw it at like register, one o'clock. But I saw it like one o'clock. Uh, was it Tuesday? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. And I was like, oh man, I was bummed by that. I was bummed by that too. Normally, I don't get bummed by celebrity deaths. Because I'm like, look, I don't know these people. I have your work that I can probably watch whenever I want or listen to whatever your media is. But I usually don't get bummed by it. Like if a if a musician you love dies, I'm kind of like, oh, that stinks. Still got your album. But I, I tend to like be more bummed by uh, role characters. Kind of the, the forgotten. Well, not just the ones that don't get quite the, you know, leading man star treatments. Mm. Like Carl Weathers was this for me. Yeah. I was bummed. I, I loved Carl Weathers and everything he did. Well, and and of late too, especially people that are still working, like of late, like I'm a big Star Wars guy. His character in The Mandalorian is awesome. Fantastic. His From a bad guy to a good guy. Yeah, his character's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so losing him, I mean, I think they ended it, like they ended the last season kind of like we may never see him again. But now I know we're never going to see him again. He and was in a Super Bowl commercial. I know. His estate was, was like, go so ahead and air it. We don't care. It's his last thing. That was so wild. It was weird to see. And yeah. I saw him and I was like, oh, Carl Weathers did a commercial. <laughs> and then it was like, we love you, Carl. And I was like, <laughs> Well, the crazy thing about the Michael Lewis, I don't know. Have you guys watched the new season of Curb yet? Have you seen any of the episodes? I haven't or, seen any know. of the new stuff. Well, I'm a <clears> massive <throat> Curb fan. I watch Curb randomly all the time. Old seasons, new seasons, whatever. I I. He had passed away. I didn't watch the latest episode, so I turn it on after I found out that he died. The entire episode is him and Michael, uh, him and Larry, mm-hmm. basically at the country club, and it's it's literally a whole episode of just them two. And in it, in it, he talks about giving Larry, writing Larry into his will, <laughs> and Larry gets offended by it. And he's like, "Well, I'm not writing you into my will." And he goes, "Well, that's not very fair." And <laughs> He basically thinks that Lewis is doing it just to get into Larry's will. <laughs> okay, I got to see that one. And then they debate who's going to outlive the other, and and there's a line in the episode. He's basically like, I'm going to be your best friend in hell. And it's just like, oh, okay, all what, right. What's so now funny, he's dead. What's so funny is I love Richard Lewis. I think his comedy is absolutely hysterical. And when I first started watching Curb, like when it first came out, you know, the show's kind of like, it's steeped in fantastical reality. Yes. Right? Yes. So it's meant to be real. Yes. And when I watch this show, 
Larry and Richard fought so much that I was like, Larry, dude, you can have anybody on this show. Why do you have this jerk on all the time? You're not even friends with this guy. Oh, you took it more as like it was literal. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a reality yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Almost not not like I knew the show was scripted, but it's like Larry David seems crazy enough to me to bring on like I hate this guy, Brandon Sprague. Let's do a show with him. Yeah. You know, like, let's, that'll be hilarious. And I was like, man, why do you got this guy and all the time? Then you find out they're like best friends. I love their dynamic. They remind, I think everybody has a Richard Lewis type friend or you're the Larry David type friend to a Richard Lewis. I have, I I, I was going to say, I have this. I, I obviously a much less funny version of that <laughs> because they're. None, none of us are that funny. No. But I have a friend like this. I love him to death. Every mm-hmm. time we hang out, I will and he will end up like arguing, but not arguing in a mean way, sure. but debating or yelling at each other loudly. And and then we'll like move on and be to- like, we didn't do it for 10 minutes. We're yeah. just, hey, this sandwich is really good. Like, yeah, it is. Oh, really dude, good. This is where I go to get sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah without a doubt. I, I don't. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think everybody does have a friend like that. And if you don't have one, there are aspects of like four. You know, okay, there's like the one friend that you have that hates every place you want to go. Sure. There's one friend that you have that hates every sports team you want to root for. Yeah. There's one friend that hates your wife, but everyone else loves your wife. You know, like Mm -hmm. the Richard Lewis, Larry David combination exists in all our lives. It's an iconic duo. Whether you have it in one person or spread around, that makes me sad. My first uh, introduction to Richard Lewis was not his stand-up. It was actually Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> when he's the king. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think that might be mine, too. Yeah. I don't think I came around to his stand-up later. Well, what year did that movie come out? 94? Something 93? like that. 93? I was yeah, like I mean, seven, it's, eight it's years old. old. Yeah. It's old. I'll, I'll crack research. Man, I was I was bummed by that, and I forgot to bring it up yesterday. I was 93. 93, yeah. So I was like six, seven years old. And yeah, I'm think, seven, I'm 85. I think I saw that as soon as it came out on VHS. Well, it had to be like everybody, you know, was like the comedy parody of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Richard Lewis. R.I.P. R.I.P. those frogs that you're probably going to murder at some point. And R.I.P. Nah. Santa Clara. What an opening segment we had there, huh? The frogs are going to live. Santa Clara. They, that's a rough one. Well, we got a lot to get to today. We don't have a guest. There's no guest. Whoa. I have. I know. For me, yeah. you just like me, don't you? I just figured we, we could get through today's show. I got a lot to talk it's about. It's a free-for-all Friday. It is a free-for-all Friday. We've got Combine Friday. we got Fast Break Friday. I'm actually going to start coming up next. I'm going to start here. This one's actually for Patrick. Ooh. It's right up your alley. Oh. I am throwing you. I'm telling you I'm throwing softballs. an 81-mile-an-hour my fastball. I so you know it's going it. down the middle and you can just crank that bitch out. All right. This is for you. All right. All right. We'll start there. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Friday. Let's get it going on the fan. Oh, it's March. Oh, baby. March oh, 1st. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Happy March, everybody. We did it. We got there. I am so locked and loaded for this tournament Are that you? I'm going to probably lose all my money. Oh, I was hoping you'd cream your pants at oh, 615. I feel so good. I feel so good. Going into the tournament. Teams I like, teams uh, I don't like. Yes. Obviously depends on the bracket. Teams I don't know. <laughs> depends on the matchup. But God, I feel really good this Last year. Last night got gonna... me in the mood. Yes. The pilots can get a first round bye in the conference tournament if oh, they beat God. LMU Saturday on senior day. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling so great. And the old standbys are still true, like never bet on Rick Barnes. Check. 
Got never bet that. on uh, Matt Painter. Never bet on. Do Matt Do not Painter. bet on Kansas to get to the no, to the second no, weekend. No, that BYU loss is really a big wake up call. Plus, how plus many the times injuries. do they have to lose to an unranked team during conference play? Yeah, who do you guys? They're think not of? clutch. Who do you think of when you hear this? Uh, I is mean, it I, a Bino Cook? Are we going more recent? I'm Bino more of a Cook. Nance. I'm he probably a football guy. Oh I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm probably thinking of Nance. you mean Billy Packer. Yeah, Billy Packer. Thank you. I'm probably uh, thinking of Nance or Rafferty. Uh, and down to the big fella. Onions. Onions. <laughs> and he put it back. What are we having with dinner? Onions. I like me some Rafferty. Oh, uh, probably Nance more than. But probably else. Nance. Yeah, it's probably Nance. They still doing like three hour selection shows for this stuff. Uh. Yeah, but they they learned that they need to just release the bracket like right away. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to draw it out one year. Oh, I hated that. And they just got lambasted. Well, horrible. Well, once it was once awful. they do that, I have no idea what's going on. They're like, in the West, these are the nine through 15, 16 seeds. And I'm like, cool, who's the one? Right. Like so, you haven't yeah. told me the one yet. No, they. I think they announced the one seeds. And then they buy a little time for the graphics guys to get everything ready, and then they roll through them, and then they spend, then they go back and analyze the matchups. Well, because Sunday's usually the ACC championship game, and what is it? The no, SEC it's the Big Ten and the SEC. Okay. So I knew it was the SEC. The ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 are on so Saturday, Saturday night. So once before the Big Ten and SEC tournaments are done, they have the bracket made. Yes. Nobody's really, you know, if Kentucky's a one seed and they lose in the final, yeah, so they're unless, still going to be a one seed. The only trick is if there's a Cinderella team, like in the Big Ten or the SEC, that would be a bubble team, but they get to the conference final, then they got to, like, then they have to have contingencies. I just wanted to live in March. It's March 1st. It is March 1st. Tourney's around the it's corner. It's a sweet time this year. Oh, it felt like it went slow for you? Well, just leap year. I'm just bashing leap year. Yeah, leap year. Well, leap year. Hey, come on. He comes and goes. Not here very often. It was Ja Rule's uh, 21st birthday yesterday. Ja Rule. Or it's 12th birthday, sorry. How did that guy not go to jail for what happened on that uh, that fire festival? <laughs> but I wanted to live and just getting us ready for the tourney. Let's go, baby. Remember this a year ago? On the drive against AG, puts it up short, rebound, AG. AG got the rebound here at the end. One, four, three. Lamont Butler, Lamont Butler, pull up jump shot. Good, 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 good. They're still on the court. They're still on the court. Who's going to the championship game? Not FAU. No, no, no. The San Diego State Aztecs are going to the NCAA championship game on Monday. They might be going back this How about them Aztecs? How about them boys? Ted Leitner, Aztecs Radio Network. It's time for the radio network calls to be uh, popping up on the radio stations nationwide. Remember this, our buddy Tom Hudson? Three seconds left. Here's Suggs the other way. Pull up three for the win. Yes! Yes! San Diego are the championship game. He knocked from 40 at the bottom. 
Oh, how I, can you forget? That's I, great commentary from Adam Morrison right there. I, I woke up the entire house from that shot. Really? I was watching the game. Wait, that I remember watching that. That wasn't late. It was late. It was the late game Saturday mm-hmm. night. It was the late game Saturday night. What time Saturday did that night? get done? Uh, around 8, 39 p.m. Your house is going to dude, be that's, early. Dude, that's two, three years ago, man. The kids were a lot younger. We put the kids down, and I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of the Zags And you game. woke them up? And I was like, Suggs hit that shot, and I was like, yeah! And everybody like ran down the stairs. We're like, what's going on? I was like, they're going to the title game! <laughs> <laughs> Suggs is a beast! Number one! How about this one? Here they come. Suggs up. One time out, they don't take it. Oh, he got it! Oh, he got it! That basket sound. That sound that the basket made yeah. when that ball hit it, oof, oof. By the way, good sister Jean, my co-host, does not like him, and I, I don't personally get it. Brian Anderson is fantastic. I love that him. was Sparrow Didi's. Oh, well, him and Brian Anderson sound a lot alike. They do. I but like Sparrow Didi's too. Yeah, that was Sparrow. Well, now I feel like an idiot. Well, don't worry. That's your fault. You should have put it on there. I just grabbed <laughs> what was in the system. <laughs> Who can we blame for this? We got another one. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, it's a long ways. They won it. On the dunk. Oh, classic. That, was that the origin of March Madness? You think 83 Ooh. NC State? Gary Bender, the I, great Gary Bender on that call? I don't know if you... I don't mean this as a shot. You'd have to tell me that. Do you think that was the origin of March Madness? I mean, NC State's the lowest seed to win a title at that point, right? Are yeah. they still not, or is it the, or is it the uh, Shabazz Napier UConn team? Oh. No, they were. Or is that Kemba? No, the only other one It'd it would have been was Villanova in '85 when yeah. they upset. Um, who did they up Georgetown? Yeah, Georgetown, back-to-back, right? So do you think it was the I origin? think that might have been. Okay. I'm trying to think maybe 79 with Bird and Magic in the final, Michigan State, Indiana State. But yeah, but was that more a tourney thing or just them? I think we that have, was them, yeah, and it was the still on NBC. Yeah. That was before CBS bought the thing and decided to turn it loose. Remember Rip Hamilton once upon a time? Ten seconds remaining. Bellamine off the Bosco. He uh, the shot and That's, that's, a, that's, that's a tough one. That's Calhoun's first UConn, right? Yeah. Khalid yep. Alameen. Yeah. That was against UW, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the Elite Eight game, the regional oh. final to go to the final. Oh, that four. UConn team was very fun. I made a bet with a teacher. I was in sixth grade, and I, I cannot begin to tell you with words how much I hated, and still do, Duke. Yeah. And I made a bet with a teacher that UConn was going to win that game. They were a massive underdog in that thing. Sure. And Khalid Alamine, Rip because, Hamilton, because they were awesome. That Duke team is what? Boozer? Is that Carlos Boozer? Could have been. Uh, or is that too early for Boozer? Uh, I'm trying to remember who was Trajan on that team. Trajan Langdon, maybe? I, yeah, I think Trajan was on that team. I don't think that was Jay Will yet. I think he was the next one, the next, like. Yeah, next cycle. I think you might be right with Boozer. Oh. I'll have to go look at that, but I, God, I hated Duke. 
Oh, I hate it, Duke. We'll have some Christian Leitner then. Okay, here we go. A quick pass to half court and call a quick timeout so they can get in better shooting range. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Yes! I've rewatched that play eight maybe, million times. Maybe eight million. I don't know if there's a play I've seen more than that in all of sports. Oh, a couple of good questions here. Then is the NC State upset championship the start of the March? Start of March Madness, and is have you seen a a play more than the Christian Leitner game winner? I've rewatched it eight million times, not because of like, oh, I want to rewatch it. I've rewatched it, and this how this is how much I hate Duke to see for sure if he got shot. Off. <laughs> you're still not sure. Thirty still. years later, you're like, well, did he? I want it to not be. Well, you and know? and I'm at the point where I've seen it so much that every time I watch it, I just like stare at Grant Hill. Mm. I'm like, what a dime! I don't know what. what yeah, what play have you seen more than? Because Grant, that's a just, great question. You've got MJ shoving Byron Russell aside to beat Utah. Oh, that's a good one. The I've got Tigers chip in at 16 at the Masters. That's a good one. I've seen Leitner more. What's your NFL one? Uh, for me, it's the catch. But I was even—I uh, was about to say the catch. The catch, a pretty uh, good one. Yeah, because I watched it live and it haunts me. What about Franco Harris? The uh, the the miracle. Immaculate. No, I haven't seen that as much because TV wasn't quite. Mm. That was still in the seventies. That one you can't see. If the ball that's hits that's the one of those. Yeah. Very questionable play. Yeah. The, the camera cuts right where the tip of the ball. The Raiders the to this day will tell you it wasn't a catch. Well, they've been one of the more unlucky franchises in certain moments. The Brady-Tuck rule. That play I've seen a ton. Yeah, I bet I you I've seen it. It was the start of the dynasty. What yeah. about David Tyree? Yeah, that's a, well, I, but if we're talking Leitner level, none of these are close. No. No. None of them. Not even the Tyree chip it. You just said, like, you're watching it to see if he got the shot off, and you've seen it 8 million times. Uh, Kurt Gibson's I'm, home run ooh, in Game 1 of the World one. Series. But it was, that's what, 88, one. right? 88. That's a good one. I don't know. All right, I'll, we'll go one more here. We got a title. We got to end on this one. Uh, this is maybe the best finish to a national title game, Villanova, North Carolina. And it was devastating for me, but, man, in the moment I was like, holy crap, what just happened in this game? They go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. <laughs> Two things on that game. Two things on that game. Jay Wright is incredible to watch after that. After that shot goes down, Jay Wright looks like Travolta in Pulp Fiction. He's just like he doesn't know what he to doesn't do. know what to do. He doesn't yeah. know where he is. It hasn't like hit him. You know, he's, he's like, like, holy crap. What's he's this like, uh, I gotta go shake a coach's <laughs> hand. Um, Chris Jenkins, this is the last time we'll ever see you. What do I do here? Blazer Crate, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Archie, Archie Diacono. <laughs> Blazer, great point guard. Uh, and number two, go back and look at that Villanova team. Stacked. Stacked. Absolutely stacked. Here's the other part of it. What leads to that play? A crazy comeback and yeah. a Marcus, Marcus Page, like, double pump yep. fake in the air, desperate three that he gets in. Yep. 
That You're was like, an excellent game. This game's going to OT, and he just walks it off. Yeah, that game was excellent. I also really loved the Gordon Hayward Butler Duke finish. Oh, the half court missed the shot. He missed the shot. He missed the shot. Had that gone in, that might have been that because that was a true half quarter. It hit and that was a true Cinderella team Uh in Butler. It hit the backboard and then the front of the rim and bounced out. Unfortunately for Butler, they're a part of two of the worst title games of all time. Yes, I know. Because that game largely sucked until he almost exactly. Yeah. But it was like, but that's what we remember. And then the next because... was it the next year they got run by yeah. like eight hundred points. UConn. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, UConn won going away, and they shot like forty one percent. Seems like hey, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, happy March, everybody! Yes, baby. Yes, let's I am go. ready to get hurt. I am ready to lose money. Yes. In some bracket, I'm going to take Rick Barnes, and it's going to be a bad idea. Don't, Damn right! Fill out your that. three brackets, huh? We're filling out our three brackets I'm, this year. I'm, uh, I'm. Going up to A and A. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not. I'm five team parlaying I love a bunch. It. I love that, and I'm I'm ready to get hurt. Uh, happy March first to everybody out there. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's pivot. And I'll tell you into what next on the fan. Got a uh, combine stuff to get to. Caleb's bothering people by just existing. Marvin Harrison Jr. chooses not to say a word or do anything. I'm kind of like, why are you there? I know you're doing interviews, but like. You can do interviews at a later point. All about that action, boss. Uh, Bo Nix has talked. We got some Bo Nix audio to get to today. A couple uh, thoughts at the Vancouver Ford text line. Have you seen a play? By the way, there's a poll question at Dirt and Sprague. Have you seen a sports play more than Christian Leitner's game winner versus Kentucky? Yes or no? Dame's walk-off versus OKC for some has probably been seen a million times at this point. That's, that's one of the big that and that and Walton throwing his jersey are probably the two biggest blazer clips I've seen in my entire life. Walton is in one of your two biggest blazer clips of, of all time. Of that I've seen the most? I've maybe uh, seen that I less than eight seen times. That. Really? I feel yeah. like I've seen that a billion times when he throws yeah. off his jersey, you know, yeah. into the crowd. Roy has like three plays that understood, I think are but I'm telling I'm not saying what's better. I'm saying what I've seen more. Really? Yeah. That's a I weird feel like, thing to see. I feel like anytime uh, it's like Walton Blazers. getting naked, I've seen it as much as Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tall body. What do you want? Yeah. OBJ's one hander. That yeah. one's pretty good. Yes. I just, Leitner's has been around since 92. Somebody said the miracle on ice. It's not really a play, though. It's the end call. It's more the call that you've heard, Mm -hmm. but I don't know the play that you've seen. If you did most memorable call. The the catch is from 1980. Gibson's home run is from 88. Yeah. Um, Gibson's home run might be the call I've heard the most because I love baseball. And mm. baseball has some of the most iconic calls. It's Jack Bucks. I don't believe what I just saw. Right. Like, that is amazing but see then there's vin, vin scully's see, and i've heard jack bucks way more than i've heard yeah vin see i've heard vin's quite a bit yeah somebody says hot take i love the dame walk off against houston the most because that snapped a streak that they, did, yeah. they were going on a long streak it, of not it, winning it, it's the wave. that was i was for me it's the wave well i was in the building for yeah, the wave yeah, that bastard i was, was in, in the, the building, building for, for the houston, houston call and after they got that layup with Point eight or whatever the hell it was, like I was up in auxiliary media and yeah. everybody was figuring out how to make flight plans back to Houston for game seven. I He he and I have uh, talked about things off the air over our time here at The Fan. Mm-hmm. I still, to this day, I, have li- I remember when that game was coming up, I thought I was going to that game mm-hmm. as The Fan representative. Oh, okay. He was still going to games, and so he was more senior than I was our boss said, hey, you doing the post-game show. 
and we watched that game in the studio. Could not believe it. And my very first thought when he hit that shot was, that son of a bitch got to see it, and I didn't. But you saw OKC. I'm telling you, dude, the wave, the wave is Oh, it's phenomenal. But the Houston one, I'll always remember, I was at a friend's house, and she had this young dog that was kind of a rescue dog, really sweet dog named Henry. And when Dame hit that shot against Houston, Everybody screamed, and the dog bit me in my leg. Yeah, I got startled. <laughs> what the hell is all this noise about? Yeah, I'll never forget that. Man. The dog bit me. Well, that's that. we had that debate on what's what does the Dane statue look like, and we it, thought it should be a two-way, that when you go in, oh, okay. yeah. it's Dame time. It's because time to we're go starting, in. And then when you come out, He's it's him giving goodbye. the way. Oh, God, so I, like I don't know it. how they do that. I don't know if it's a virtual hologram, whatever, but that do that. For the statue, it's, it's the wave for me, man. It's the bye bye. No, but I, I, I think I, I don't want to suggest. I don't do this often. Okay, sometimes we come up with like labels of names, like tanking for Cooper Flag, for example. I don't remember what I said. I think I said something stupid, and then somebody was like, "Capture the flag," and I'm like, "That's the greatest one." Oh yeah, I think we've nailed the Dame statue. I don't know what it's ultimately going to be. We have no power in this decision, but I really believe the perfect statue for Damian Lillard is. Dame time when you come in because it's game time. And when you leave, it's dual facing. So one way is going out, the other's going in, and you're seeing the wave as you leave. Well, it's you've got perfect. the whole game. You could just lower it into the ground and raise <laughs> the new one. We're lowering a statue. Yeah, like right now. at uh, halftime. You bring okay. the 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 Dame Time statue underground and you pull We up need the to wave. find a sculptor in Portland and figure out how they can uh, how did it how they do it? How would you position it? I don't think it would be very hard to. I don't if, think so. If you know what you're doing in that, yeah, realm. somebody that works in in metals and bronze. Uh, Jeter's cutoff at first baseline uh, and flipped to home. And flipped to home. Who was safe? The flip. <clears throat> no, he was safe. I haven't I haven't seen that anywhere near as much as I've seen. I've seen it a lot, but I haven't seen no, it. No, not Leitner style. No. I mean, there's a documentary about why everybody hates Christian Leitner because yeah. of that shot. Well, also like. Jorge Soler's bomb home run out of the Astros stadium to pummel the Astros in the World Series loss. I've seen it more than I've seen the Jeter cutoff. Uh, I also love Pujols' home run off Billy Wagner. <laughs> I love watching the Astros lose. <laughs> Pujols like cocks back and I went, uh-oh. And Billy Wagner was dead for like two years after that. That's why I can't vote for him for the Hall of Fame. Hard thing to recover from. It's like your most iconic memory in my life is you giving like, I've it I've seen more than the Jeter cutoff play, I've seen the Jeffrey Mayer uh, yes, that's snatching a, a home run more than that. You know the one I saw yesterday. I just, I don't know. It's weird. We're talking about this. The one I saw yesterday is maybe the Jeter play I've seen yeah. the most over oh, the cutoff. It's over oh, the third base, uh, over the third yeah. baseline, diving into, into the, crowd. the stands. Oh, the, Bar eyes, the Bartman play. Oh, oh yeah, too. I've seen that a ton because every time I want to watch it, I want to see how impossible it was for Moises Alou to catch that ball. Well, yeah, he would. He had have no it. chance to catch that. He ball. wouldn't have caught it. He was too short. That wall was yeah. too high. It would have. It would have hit off the top of the wall. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's let's just destroy a man's entire life because we're not good enough to Brutal. close out a, uh, an NLC. And seven other people around him going for it the ball. Was the curse as well. of the Billy Goat? Was it Alex Gonzalez? Yeah, dude, right through his legs. I mean, and nobody talks about it. Yeah. And there's just... seven dudes around Bartman trying to get that ball. Yes, and they're all like, "It was him." Yeah, it was him. <laughs> It was that guy. I had to go into hiding. His life was being threatened over Jeez. that play. I hope anybody involved with that, like, they, I hope you've learned a lesson and you feel just truly awful. They tried to game. give him a ring in 16. 
would have been nice to do more in the moment. Yeah. You know, instead of like Protect years later, hey, we won. We can be nice to you again. We had to call the FBI to find him. <laughs> Some days I go home and somebody be like, what'd you do for your job today? I debated how many sports plays I've seen. <laughs> for two segments. It's a hard life I live. You don't understand. It's a free-for-all Friday. I don't know where this is going. Well, my show sheet's already destroyed based on what we're doing, but I knew it might be because of the March Madness stuff. No, it's because you brought up March Madness. Nothing is destroyed. All is right in the world, baby. It's March. I've never claimed to be Mr. College Basketball. I know I've talked more college hoops this year of women and men's Mm -hmm. than we have in past. Well, and women's is just skyrocketing right now. I mean, women's sports in general, I think, are on the major uptick. I think I was talking with somebody, like, look at the NWSL deal. Like, women's sports is really rising. I'm pretty sure it was me you were Congrats, talking dude. to. Well done. done. Was it you? Three of these. Well, okay. Right. Maybe it was you. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Yeah. So memorable, our conversation. It's Friday, dude. I already uh, forgot. Let's get to what I wanted to get to. Interesting notes coming out from a press conference, and we got a schedule release. All of that is next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. We be the infamous All right. A couple things to sort out through here. Kenny Wheaton's going to score. I want to ask Swag this, because Swag is a play-by-play man. I am not. Everybody living here, whether you hate the Ducks or love the Ducks, you've seen the play a million times, without a doubt. Yes. I've heard the call more than I've seen the play. The call is bigger than the play. And I know that sounds ridiculous, because the play actually is the one that matters, Uh and it's the jump-off point for the program. But the call to me just in that moment is bigger than the play. And I kind of said, and Swag, back up on this if, if you agree, I kind of said to Sprague in the, in, the, in the break, some of that is because we work here. Yes, some of that's that is true. That. But I am with Brandon on this, that the call is big. Like, he nails it. Yeah, he does. Nails it. Yeah. Oh, I've heard, yeah. Because the play, because one, the play takes so long because it's a, length of the field interception return mm-hmm. for a touchdown. No, the play is amazing. And it's an amazing play by Kenny Wheaton. But, but Jerry nails the call. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, that's why Jerry has a job for life is probably that call. <laughs> like, Kenny Wheaton's gonna score! And it's like, you, my friend, just sign on the dotted line. Yeah, it was the right energy, the right tone, yep. everything. He nailed that moment. Just killed it. He said it, I thought he said it three times, but I believe he always says it twice. <laughs> But, he says it twice in yeah, a row. He, he yes. might say it later. In I think he call. says it twice. But the twice in a row, the second one has got a little more juice to yeah. it. Yeah. It's great. It's excellent. It's like, recognizing like, he's got it. He cleared the wave of people and there's nobody out in well, front. Well, like him. teach a class on the second time he says Kenny Wheaton's going to score. I think if you summed up Duck fan feeling in the moment, it's exactly that. It yeah. was he's going to score. Like, and almost, oh my it's God, like, they're going like, to win this game. He's going to score. Oh my God, he's yes. going to score. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of you see that, you know, you see in a pick six and you're like, oh my God, he's going to score. You do. But then once daylight is there, you're like, OS. Yes. OS. Um, I thought it was interesting. There was a, a, a presser, a, a virtual press conference with the president of Wazoo, Kirk Schultz, the new, it's Schultz, right? Not Schultz. It's it's, it's Schultz. Not a in there, right? There's no, There's no T. But it, it but it's smooth like that. So it Schultz. sounds like yeah, Schultz, but it it's just Schultz. Well, it was him and Teresa Gould were mm-hmm. the new commissioner of the Pac-12. She announced. <laughs> I don't I don't know how Kirk Schultz became like the voice of the Pac-12, Pac-2 all of a sudden. Because uh, Oregon State just well, Oregon State has down. an interim president. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a permanent president. I know because because like Kirk is not loved at Wazoo. Oh, he's not. No, he's not loved. Like tons oh. of budget cuts. You know, layoffs, things like that. He is not loved at the university. Oh, I I didn't know that. But he knows what's at stake and how much mm-hmm. 
more trouble he's in if the program's dead. Uh, he basically highlighted this, that there's this death of the NCAA looming and everybody, we've talked about it. Everybody mm-hmm. in America's talked about this. You know years. me, I preach like, just do it. Yeah, but he made a good, I thought he made an interesting point. The NCAA puts on an awful lot of events for these colleges. Well, and they just signed a new deal with ESPN for all of the, uh, other. The non-football out- Stop. Well, no, all the championships. Yes, uh, except for the men's basketball tournament, uh, oh, and that really? includes the women's tournament. There was some thought they were going to start separating out the women's tournament from that, but all of the NCAA championships, so soccer, swimming, D two, D three football, lacrosse, swimming, golf, all that stuff um, is a, they just signed a new TV package. Well, he said uh, his his position is. Do we really need to destroy it? Because we're basically going to recreate it with whatever right. this future is. So <laughs> right. instead of destroying, why not reform? Why not say, look, you guys are rendered powerless. Uh, every lawsuit that gets filed, mm-hmm. decision that's made, it says, eh, you really have no power here. It's gone away from you. Why not reform it, make Give it how power. we need it? Well, Sure, grant some power. Somebody's got to have power. But just reform it instead of destroy it. And I, I hadn't really considered that. And I, to be honest with you, when he, when he talked about this, I thought it made a lot of sense of just reform this, mm-hmm. make it, tweak some things, make it make sense, and just keep it as is as an entity because you're basically going to end up recreating this. We have a college football segment to get to later and how kind of annoyed I'm becoming as a sports fan in general on some of this stuff but I thought that was an interesting point by him of just reform it, don't destroy it. Well, and I think, yeah, to, to Swag's point and to the to the point of how much the NCAA, NCAA does, don't, yeah, don't count those chickens. Like, don't, well, don't, don't sit there if you're Sankey and realize, okay, this is how much money we can get more if we get away from the NCAA and do our own thing. But now the cost of operations exists more. The problem more. becomes in, in where... I think the biggest issue with all of the different court cases is uh, the rulings regarding amateurism versus are they employees of the university, do the schools pay money directly, that sort of issue. Because while college football and big-time men's college basketball generate the revenue to support treating them as employees, none of the other sports do. Like, all the other sports would mostly go away. Yeah. That, or they'd become <clears throat> club sports or something like that. Universities do not want players to be employees. Because now you have that workers' comp insurance and they can unionize and all of this sorts of stuff. And it... Dartmouth is dealing with this right now yeah. with the men's basketball. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you break your femur playing football and can't really walk, like, the university's on the dime for a while. Yeah, and to I, where now it's like, dude, that sucks, man. Also, your scholarship got revoked, man. What are you gonna do? I'm not gonna pretend to have the answer to this. I just thought it was an interesting point so, by him of reform, yeah. not because, destroy. Be, probably because he sees the benefits of reform and keeping the NCAA. Well, got, Plus, the just, NCAA might have his back as opposed to the Big Ten and SEC just saying go away. They got to take the top level football out of it. That's the problem. If if. Because it's so different from everything else that the NCAA does. It is. And I don't know how you do it. I don't either. That's what they got to do. I thought it was an interesting point and one to note. Oregon State also released their schedule, their Pac-2 schedule, their Mountain West. Uh, I've seen it. 
Yeah, you synced it. You synced it. Cougs, 11-0, dude. Love our, love our chances this year. Really? I really do, man. I think we can win every game we're in. Why do you think that? Because we have a returning coach who's good at defense. Is he? And we have a quarterback that's been in the system. Do you? We have receivers that are returning. Okay. I think we're going to be... I mean, dude, look at the schedule. You guys were pretty bad this year. <laughs> well, yeah, we were pretty good and then pretty bad. Uh... And then should have beat U-Dub. But, like, I got us beating U-Dub next year. I think they suck. Oh. And then I got us beating Oregon State next year. I think they suck. Okay. And the Mountain West, I kind of like... You beat Oregon I, State last year? I kind of like our draw. Really? I do. Okay. From an optim... I'm not serious. From an optimistic standpoint, I kind of like our... I like our chances in every game. <laughs> I'm not serious. I'm Texas, not serious. But I think but they're I like great. Texas Tech at home? <laughs> so am I supposed to yeah. think the opposite when you tell me you're not serious? Texas Tech at home, baby? <laughs> Oregon State week one is Idaho State at home. Then they go to San Diego State week two. Then Oregon comes to Reeser in a non-conference civil war, but it's not a rivalry, but it is a rivalry, but I'm not going to feel like it's a rivalry. Then week four, they're Purdue at home. So they're three of their first four are, are home games. Then they have a bye, and then they go, or Colorado State then comes to them. So, man, they start just a ton of home games. Then they're at Nevada, UNLV at home, at Cal, San Jose State at home, at Air Force, Washington State at home, and they end at Boise State. What is that schedule to you if you were to guess Jason Swigard? Beaver Honk. You mean as a record? What is your record? Let's do the win-loss. Win, win, loss, loss, win, 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 loss. Um, nine and three, ten and two, eleven and one, twelve and zero. Probably in the nine and three category. I don't know too much about. I don't know what San, San Diego State had a down year. Yeah, last year. I'm gonna assume they're not great. So hopefully you can go on the road and get yourself going with that. Purdue's uh, a wild card. Purdue, I don't know what they got cooking. Oregon is better than Oregon State. Yes, that's gonna be ugly. At, At Boise, Boise State, State to end the tricky. season will be tough. And to your credit, P. Harris. Washington State beat Washington Oregon State, State last year, so yeah, that's that no picnic. Uh, there shouldn't be another. That was before on. everything fell apart. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. After you beat us, everything, everything fell, fell apart. apart. The yeah. interesting yeah. one will be at Cal mm-hmm. because they discovered that freshman quarterback as the season wore on. Is Jaden Ott still there? Is he finally moving uh, on? I. That could be that could be a r- old monkey wrench in the system. Trying to remember if he was a running back t- or a freshman two years ago. Uh, NFL. Let's see. I'm not seeing anything about him going to the NFL draft, so I think they got Jaden Ott. So if so they got Ott, they got back. that freshman quarterback that they stuck in halfway through the season and gave them some life. And yep. so, assuming he stays and develops. Oregon State's got a back-and-forth weird nature at Cal, too. Sometimes they'll pull a massive upset. Yeah. Sometimes they'll lose a game they should. Right well, in the middle and that's, of the season. That, that's so. like Cal in a nutshell. Like yeah, it every, really is. Every so time. I think 9-3. and three, okay. If they get to 10 wins, I'm pretty jacked about what Trent Bray was able to pull off with all the nonsense going on around him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like 10 wins would be dope, but not as cool as it would have been last year. Wow. <laughs> it would have been way more clutch. Barnes, interesting, did a podcast on the Beaver stuff, and he, I saw this from our friend Digital Dam, basically said that they just want to keep this West Coast Conference alive as long yeah. as possible. In Some the West chance. Coast entity. Yeah, because he cited ADs and presidents have reached out and said, you kind of regret doing what we did. And it's just going to be interesting to see where this all goes. The Big Ten and the SEC, we'll get to this later, but... It's all about me. I want it. 
Daddy, I want yeah, I know. it all. I know. That's the Big Ten and the SEC now in college football. Uh, we'll Waz- get to that later. Wazoo ending with Wyoming after Oregon State at home. Is Oh, at Love home. It. Well, as long as you don't have to go to Laramie in late November. Dude, I've I think been to good. Laramie in late November. You have? Yeah. I went for a conference once at, at Wyoming. Oh, okay. Uh, in, when I was in college, yeah. How about that? Really cool little town. I remember standing at a gas station. It was dumping snow. I remember standing at a gas station on like the east side of town, and I'm looking down the highway. And it's just this flat skyline. Yeah. And like the city was back. So I was like, oh, we must be on the outskirts of town. And I remember asking the gas station attendant, I was like, hey, man, what's that way? He goes, Nebraska. <laughs> I was like, got it, dude. Got it. Oregon State schedule out, Washington State schedule out as uh, they prepare for their first season, Pack Two. Going to keep the network studio stuff going as well. They announced that yesterday. So they'll still do studio stuff on the Pac-12 network. Uh, Loaded second hour of the show. We will start in the National Football League. NFL Combine stuff to dive into. Hour two, Dirt and Sprague on This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. N80 the fan. One day some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Spray. The most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family, never forgetting where we came from. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody... Nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. Too late, I'm shooting in a week. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. So say good night to the bad guy. Come on, last time you're gonna see a bad guy like this again. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here. Pierre is sitting in. Two comes after one. Hanging out on a free-for-all Friday. We've got the NFL Combine, and it is a Friday. I'm trying to get as much of the audio that comes out as possible. We still got Penix to talk. I got a couple Knicks clips. Bo Nix has already spoken. Uh, I got a Caleb cut. I'll get to a Jane Daniels cut. I'm trying. We are efforting to get as much of the audio in real time as we can. Uh, some of this we got to find through Twitter, uh, Twitter videos that these reporters are sending out, but uh, we're trying to get nonetheless. Uh, a lot to get to in the second hour. I want to talk about Caleb Williams a little bit. People are bothered. I've noticed that people are becoming bothered by athletes for the littlest of things that doesn't need to bother them. Mm-hmm. Caleb won't give his medicals. How dare he? 
And then I came in today and I was bothered that Marvin Harrison Jr. won't talk. He won't talk. He won't test. He won't do anything. Why is he there? Well, I think I think the weird thing about it, too, is <clears throat> so Marvin Harrison won't talk. All right. Cool. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't want to be bothered by this stuff because I don't really care. Caleb is the interesting one because Caleb is a superstar now. Yes. And so he is getting superstar treatment. Yep. And Marvin Harrison is not a superstar yet. But he is in our world, and he will be great in the NFL. But Caleb Williams is a Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. He's made $10 million at USC. Unbelievable to hear that. He is in the Heisman House commercials. Mm -hmm. We've never seen a current player that won a Heisman in the Heisman House commercials. So that's what's going to happen. And that's why it's annoying. That's why. Because now he is the super, he's the larger than life. It's almost like he's not even, we've seen the tape. We've seen him. We know how good he is. He is the number one pick. But it's superstar level is almost big enough to make him the number one pick, even if he wasn't good enough. Do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. A little bit of Tebow treatment almost. He, yeah, he's bigger than everybody else for sure. Marvin Harrison Jr. is looked at as the number one wide receiver in this draft and I I, I jokingly Which say is why wild is he there? because there are tons of stud wide receivers in this draft. Some really good ones. He's one of the worst Blitnikoff winners uh in in the r- recent memory for me. I he wasn't close to the best receiver in college football this year and they gave it to him because of his name. Uh and I know they're interviewing with teams like why is he there? He's there to talk to teams. Yeah, I know. He also talks to teams he could talk to teams at other points. I just I find it weird to go there and do like literally nothing at all. Like why be there? Um, Caleb's a little different. He's going to be the number one pick. Like that's a that's a done deal. Marvin's mm. anywhere from four to seven, right? right? Depending on the team and who trades or whatever. Right. Uh, combine stuff. I want to go with this. I this stood out to me yesterday at the combine. I don't always care about the three cone shuttle drill, right? Those things don't matter to me. I'm not a coach. I'm not an evaluator. I'm not a scout. Right. I saw somebody like pressing five seventy, five hundred seventy pounds over and over, and I was like. 570 I think that's pounds? what I saw. Bench I was like, pressing? I was, no, it was like, uh, oh, what like, are these things? I don't, I don't know. Like what squatting? Called. Yeah, something like okay. that. But anyways, it was like, look at how much this guy can do. Right. And I was like, that means nothing. Can you beat an O-lineman? Well, it means <laughs> it means something to the people that are paid for it sure, to mean something. Sure. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't make a mock draft. I don't work for a team. It doesn't matter what I think about a guy's three-cone drill time, right. right? If you can lift 100 pounds more than Dwight Freeney, can you fish swim around an offensive lineman like Dwight Freeney could? Well, but what I am interested in and what I do love, and I know more and more guys by the year are, are dropping out of this, I am always interested in speed. I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I know you I can the fast guy. You can say, well, the three-cone is speed break. I know. I'm talking about the 40, okay? Yeah. I'm talking about the most I want to see guys that speed. go. Kenny Wheaton's going to score. The lightning. <laughs> And we get some great skill position players on offense. What I think is terrifying and has been for a few years now, I'm terrified by the speed of the defensive players. Mm. Chop Chop Robinson is a prospect, an edge rusher, and his measurements are strikingly similar to Micah Parsons. Okay. And he knocked it out of the ballpark yesterday. He's the fastest guy at the position of everybody at the combine. He is... Setting ablaze what people are saying and where he could go and how he could jump. Guy that's in like two sixty five doing a sub four, four a four, four a four four nine. Yeah, I believe his time that is was so dumb at like six two and a half two forty or two fifty. So dumb. Uh, linebacker. These are linebacker forty times. Okay. 
everything you remember about the 40 time in your life, this is linebacker 40 time. <laughs> Peyton Wilson, NC State. May not be very familiar with him. I sure as hell wasn't. Linebacker ran a 4 4 3. That's ridiculous. A 4 4 3. A 4 4 3. I remember like speed wide receivers when we were kids running like a 4 3, and you were like, whoa! Now there's D linemen running like four sevens, four eights. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable to see the times in these. I, I'll give you another one. That guy's two ninety and runs a four eight. Kalen Deloach, Florida State, a four four seven. Edrin Cooper, Texas A and M, a four five one. These are Clement linebackers. Walsh. These are all this linebackers. Is ridiculous. Four five one, four five five, four five six, four five. I mean, just. Running backs can't even run away from all these guys anymore. Receivers. They are running backs. Linebackers are running backs. Yes, they're massively yoked linebackers. Like Micah Parsons 10 years ago would have been a running back. Uh maybe, yeah, because you of know, the speed is the just speed. And he's got he can he's got some stick to him. He's got some boom. So if he can hit like that on a defensive line yes. or on a defensive side, who says he can't power through power through a line as the running back? Yeah. What well, I think that's the crazy I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Like I just plus, I think we're used to linebackers looking like Ray Lewis and Brian. Cox they don't look like that anymore. Lawrence Taylor. They no. look like that is what we were used to growing up. No, they look like Micah Parsons and uh, who's uh, the Fred guy for uh, Fred Warner. Fred Warner. Yeah, well. they look like that. They don't look like these huge man. The athletic D line guy. I, I I said it uh, about a week ago. I've been watching the Patriot Apple TV stuff. On okay, the yeah, Dynasty. yeah. I still haven't caught up on it. That's okay. What What's funny about it? I'm just highlighting what you're bringing up. What's funny is to rewatch the '01 season, and I had forgotten this guy was on the team. I watched Brian Cox in a highlight. Yeah, and Brian Cox has the pad behind the helmet. Long time Dolphin, and he was an absolute beast. monster. A, a monster. But it's just funny to see that's what it was mm-hmm. versus now I'm seeing these guys who look like they could be receivers. They look like they could be running backs or yeah. tight ends. I mean, all and th- they're playing linebacker or edge rusher. Those three starting linebackers for those Patriots teams, McGinnis, Bruschi, and Vrabel, those are big dudes. Yes. Those are big dudes. You don't got to be big dudes anymore. Uh, one of the people that I saw, Tavondre Sweat, the stud DT from Texas, mm-hmm. he's going to go really high. So he's 300. I want you to do the math on this. He's 366 pounds. Yesterday 366? 366. His 40 time was 5.27 seconds. You might go, okay, it's over five. Sweat's adjusted 40 time for his height and weight is like a 180-pound DB running a 426. Jesus. So for size and weight... It's incredibly fast. That is insane. He is going to go... 366, and his 40 is faster than mine. Five, oh, he, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a hot take. There, There's not... Swag, do you think there's anybody at the fan? I don't mean to offend anybody. Maybe there is. Maybe it's Dusty. I don't know. I was about to say is Dusty, Is there anybody yeah. at the fan that runs a f- sub 5.2 right now? I don't I, know if there is. It would... Uh, it would be Dusty, if anybody. Yeah, I would think it would be Dusty. I might throw Joe Fisher a bone there. No, Joe Fish ain't running a sub-5-2. I don't yeah, know. it's probably I, Dusty. I don't mean to be offensive. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't know if Joe's faster just, than I am. I'm just trying to think of, like, because I would throw you in that potential I can't well. run. I can't run sub-5-2. I'm okay. being honest with you. I okay. can't. I'm not a fast guy. I can run long I'm distances. trying to think the three most athletic people, at least 
body type that I see. Only two, only other person at the fan that I'd worry about outrunning me from a distance standpoint would be him. Swag, yeah. But I don't know what his, what his time is and all that. that the distance is, is different, yeah. I don't know if anybody at the fan can run sub 5'2". And he's 366. I don't know if I can run sub 10'2", bro. Yeah, yeah, you could. Come yeah? I, I think you get like in the 7. Okay, nice. Nice. I'd be nice. like, I, I'd be happy if I broke six, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, I'd be jazzed if I broke eight. I'm not good technically at running the 40. I'm my, just like, like my... fat and unathletic. That's why I'd be stoked. <laughs> well, that's another reason you yeah, yeah, might not register so there. That's a good poll question. Anybody at the fan run a sub 52740? Because a 366 defensive tackle did. And it's, it's, that's a big boy. I'm not always the biggest combine guy. I know all these measurements, they don't always matter for guys, but it's just insanity to turn on my television yesterday and watch these guys playing these positions moving like this. This D lineman just ran a 4-7. Braden Drake, yes. He, he ran a 4-7-8. A 4-7-8. And that guy's going to run after your quarterback. And your quarterback, probably not going to run away. I saw Brady ran a faster 40 time right now at his current age than he did when he was at the combine. Well, that's all the steroids. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's not? avocado ice cream, my friend. That's Alex Guerrero yeah. in the oil. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Body. Alex Guerrero. Or right. Braden Fisk. Sorry, I said Braden uh, Drake. Uh, yeah, it's just unreal to watch the evolution of these guys at these positions. Uh, we'll stick with the combine. We got some audio to get to coming up next. Here from the quarterbacks, including Bo Nix, next on the fan. Of course, me bringing this up leads to a. Uh, a listener thought at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com for Gu- more details. Guilty as charged right here. There you go. Uh, somebody says, I think you guys are on to something. What about a fan combine? Could, K- uh, could cater some Victoricos? I'd pay to come watch that. So if you're new to the fan, or maybe you are a P1 for a long time and you're we, just referencing it, we did do we this did about 10 years ago. And... Um, I, I will not do that again. No? No, no I have no interest. Why? I don't care about bench. I don't care to do the combine Well, I stuff. can't bench press. It's I'm not moving Yeah, that that's long. okay. Not everybody's lift. I don't know how many times I can do I think I did it 22 times at the fan combine. We had one plate on each side, so that's not that impressive. I, I don't know if I could do it more than 15 at this point. I, 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 would, I would do it to see if I could over under two injuries. We stretched. So when we got there, I'll run through this real quick, and then we'll get some audio. We stretched. They threw it because we were like a big stretching thing before we did this, right? To protect sure, us. Sure, yeah. We stretched so much, and I don't, I hadn't stretched very often. When I exercised, I just kind of did it, right? You're the Griffey. Yeah, just well, God-given talent. Uh, luck, Just lucky. I My <laughs> muscles didn't hurt if I did that stuff. But we stretched so much, my body was not used to it. And look, I'm not an impressive athlete anyway. But, like, when we ran, my hammies were on fire. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. This almost was like I pulled my hamstring. And so I didn't enjoy that. You were I, too loose. Yeah. I, if anybody at the fan wants to do it, they, we could put it on. I'm not participating. I have no interest in it. I'm sorry. No. Can we do, I mean, we're all getting older now instead of 10 years ago. Can we do, like, dad combine? Uh, what would the dad what's, combine what's the consist dad of? Stuff? You know, but I mean, that's what I mean. Like, uh, maybe, like your, maybe your time, your, maybe we make it 15 yards. The time it takes you to get from the couch watching the game and the commercial break, call it a, a you know, whatever. You need to a the snack, fridge. a beverage, yes. and uh, something else. And a paper towel. Yeah. Okay? And, and it has to be nice and neat. If you mm-hmm. spill, you get docked a point. Uh, what about changing a tire? Uh, changing a tire is good. Um, taking a leak. Unloading the dishwasher. Unloading. <laughs> 
That's a pretty good one. I would dominate. Uh, it's, Taking a leak is good. It's you've had. Ooh, what about number two? You've had sports practice all day. It's an eight p.m. dinner. Make me a dinner. Ooh, How quick can you make me a that. dinner? I love that. I love that. And we'll give you eight random ingredients. Mm-hmm. What are you making? Oh, I'm dominating that event. I'm cleaning up in that event. Who are you? I'll, I'll take yes. that Pepsi challenge. I would. I would. I I'd participate in that with you. That'd be fun. See, yes. that's that's the kind of combine we need, guys. We're too old. Now, do I have a full pantry? I mean, do I have the full array of spices and herbs no, and all? I that give stuff? you nine things. It's like guys' grocery games. Here's nine things. Okay. Make something, bitch. Well, yeah. but I think they still have like well, you can still have like some garlic powder and some salt and pepper. Yeah. Okay, we'll give you five seasonings of your choice: salt, pepper, garlic. No, salt, you have onion to bring powder. your little carrier from home nice. that has your spices. Okay, but you, you only get eight. Okay. Okay. You only get eight of these. I've got a little thing that holds. I'll just grab that. The funny thing about the fan combine is, and I feel like I could read this easily, I don't believe Isaac participated when we did it the first time. He's definitely not going to participate the second time. And Souk cheated. Souk cheated? Those were not full-on reps. The bench press, he went like... Well, he's got a shoulder thing. Well, that's what he claims. I mean, we... They move what like. What do you mean he claims? claims. I think I, he actually has a, a shoulder. He like tore his pec off the bone. <laughs> he played. The bar football. moved like four inches. Now, look, was it who was the beaver we had there? It was. Um, uh, was Slade Norris. Norris, yeah. yeah. Norris was doing the full extended yeah. ones. Yeah, but Sook participated. He didn't cheat. Cheated. He's gonna throw you out of a window over here. She says the only two people I think that you would get to actually want to do it at the fan. Will. I was going to say Will well, Darkins. Okay, if you took on no, air, Ortner. if you took everybody, no, Ortner. Will Darkins could probably do something. I don't. Does he still work here? He does. Yeah. Every Saturday, uh, Ortner would definitely want to do it, and Ortner would care the most. But Sukanik would claim not to care and not want to do it. And then, and then he gets there, and he's the most competitive guy in the building because or- he would be pissed. And then yes. Ortner and Suk would just basically turn it into a Suk off. Whoever's yes. better. If we is go to a gym and they have all that, and then there's an octagon over in the corner, yes. it's on. It's great. I I would feel sorry for Ortner if he has to take on Souk. Souk's a jujitsu master now. Yes. Plus, he's bigger. He's and in, actually in better shape now than probably back then. He would probably agree with that. I don't even agree with you calling him a cheater, though. That was fastest time to <laughs> over the line. <laughs> fastest time to flip everything on the grill. What do you mean? Like, like uh, you like got a grill full? Yeah, how fast and throw cheese on it. Yeah. Uh, Dio comes in with how fast can you fall asleep on the couch? Oh, that's a good Ooh, one. I feel good about that one. Oh, that, it that's... depends what sports on. If you give me some baseball in July or the second round of a golf tournament, Dude, you give me Big Ten football in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> Ooh, baby, punts, I'm punts, out. Punts, baby. I'm gone. <laughs> Purdue, Illinois, baby. I don't even think I've seen kickoff. And I think I think you could get Dusty to do it. So Ortner. Depends on if Dusty's in, because Dusty's still. You're going to get me to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, The non-dad combo? Oh, yeah, dude. I'll fail, but I'll do it. I have no interest. I'm done. Yeah. Because I'm not going to push myself. I know I'm going to lose. So why are you doing it? For funsies, bro. I don't think it's fun fun. to watch you run seven second 40s. (laughs) I'm like, eh, this isn't fun. I'm not entertained. I'll put a poll question up. Can anybody at 10 the fan run a sub 5.2740 time now? Yes or no. And if you think it's whoever, it doesn't matter if it's a yes or no question. Um, we'll get to the audio here. In, well, actually, we can get to some audio clips. I didn't know what time it was. But uh, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from Arizona State and then LSU, surprising into the college career. If you would have told me going to LSU he was going to be the starter for two years and be amazing, I, you know, I would have doubted a little bit. I saw it at ASU, and maybe that's an ASU problem. Certainly they haven't been good in a long time. But he's turned his career around, his reputation. He wins the Heisman. 
Uh, he interviewed with a few teams, but he talked at the Combine about the Giants, who I find an interesting team hmm. Hmm. in this year's draft. The New York Giants. Here's what Jaden Daniels said his experience was with the Giants. Yeah, it was fun um, going there uh, and be able to talk, like I said, football. They they handed me the, the clicker, and we were just talking ball. And, uh, you know, it was always fun. I love football. I'm very passionate about it. So whenever I get to talk ball, I love it. Just how energetic the coaching staff was. Um, that was just going in and, and getting to know me as a person. They, they were very excited about that. The Giants, to me, uh, P. Harris, I find interesting here, and they're one of a couple because their quarterback sucks. We know he sucks. He threw 11 touchdowns in the year he got his contract. Well, he's got a knee that's replaced, too. Well, and they're, it seems like maybe they'll lose Barkley here, that they don't want to give him this long-term deal. They fire their D coordinator, and, like, the shine of Dayball, it was the last it's year in Buffalo. So gone. Well, yeah, the last year in Buffalo, Allen's awesome, and then he takes the giant job. We don't have an expectation and then they make the playoffs. They get to the divisional round after upsetting the Vikings. And it's like, holy crap, look at Dayball and the Giants. They were a disaster this year. He lost his D coordinator, Wink Martindale, after one season. And so now it's like the New York media. And they're operating in the, hey, man, you going to get this figured out? And there was an interesting article I referenced from the Post a couple weeks ago. If you're gonna not going to take your quarterback now, you may not get a chance to take your quarterback I wonder if the Giants, maybe it's not Jaden Daniels because the commanders seem pretty dead set on taking quarterbacks, so 1-2 is locked. Can you talk the Patriots out of it? Scuttlebutt at the combine is Patriots kind of want a quarterback. Can you jump the Patriots? And are the Giants going to be a team to think about come draft day in trading up already higher from where they're at right now? I don't know how you justify it with what you're paying Daniel Jones. You're not... So, you look at the Bears trying to get rid of Justin Fields, right? There's... Am I am I wrong in saying that there's a better market for Justin Fields than there is for Daniel Jones? Uh, I, no. I, who wants Daniel Jones? Exactly, and Daniel Jones makes forty million. Daniel Jones has the one caveat that sports fan likes to to rely on for argument. He's won a playoff game. Oh God, get me out of here. Um, but I don't see how you can justify how the front office can justify. Drafting a quarterback when they've got a guy on the books for forty million for the next three years. His contract isn't quite what it looks like when we saw the four year. What is it? One sixty or whatever it was. It wasn't exactly as cut and dry as that. There okay, are, I believe there are financial outs for them. Okay, that's there are, great. There are ways for them to pivot out, but they wouldn't need to pivot per se. You could draft a Jaden Daniels or a Drake May if that's who mm -hmm. they like. Let's say they they trade with the Patriots. Okay, okay let's they just say take that. Drake May. And they take Drake May or Daniels, doesn't matter. You don't have to play that dude year one or even half of year one. You can let him sit. You play Daniel or Jones, and Jones will prove to be exactly what we know he is. And eventually, that guy will get uh, some experience on the bench, learning film sessions, and then get his shot to maybe show what he is. See, I love that. And I that's what we grew up with. I mean, I watched Philip Rivers sit behind Drew Brees for two years before he got a shot. You know, watching Rodgers sit behind Favre. Like, I like that. I am way for that. That model, though, is dead. Uh, if, if, the Giant, is if, the Giants, if the Giants trade up. Why do you say it's dead? If the Giants trade up to go get Jaden Daniels or Drake May. He's going to start week he's one? He's going to start week one. Why do you say that's dead? Because I think that's what, like, the fan base and the way the media and everything pushes this league 
is to start guys right I away. I think it's reversing with Jaden Love and Patrick Mahomes and the success that they're seeing. I think that's going the other way. But, now, but you have started, to have a front CJ office. Stroud started. All these CJ guys Stroud started. is pretty good, though. Well, I know, but like you don't know that until they go out there. Yeah, but I, mm, I, I think I agree more with swag. I think it's, I think it's going. You have a to have reverse. a GM and a front office and a coaching staff that is strong enough to not let the the media and whatever hot take crap is in your market. But I don't think there's, your... I don't think there's many of those that exist, and the ones that now, do have their. You have already. to have a franchise also that has a uh, has a quarterback that is functional, a veteran. Um, like the Seahawks could do that this year if they wanted. Totally. And somebody that's not going to get their nose bent out of shape right. immediately. Like, like if Drew, Al- like if Drew Locke Smith. is your guy. If Drew Locke is your guy for Seattle for next year, but you draft a quarterback. Well, that's but, it great. Was, if, yeah. but you had Alex Smith at Kansas City mm-hmm. when they drafted mm-hmm. Mahomes. Um so you got to have that sort of – Geno Smith seems like a guy that, that'll that roll with it. He Not might be grumpy about it, but he'll be a professional. Uh, he got an extra payday. He should be just fine. So, so yeah, you got to have the right guy there, and I think Daniel Jones is that guy. I don't see him getting all bent out of shape about it. Well, he the, got his money. The Saints are like, what, They're I think they're 11th or 12th or 13th. They're in that, that kind of that – No man's land. They're in that area of the draft. There's mocks that have them taking a quarterback. They are in a situation where Derek Carr's still here. He's not amazing anymore. Yeah. Let him play and let whoever we take, if we take a quarterback, sit. I, I, I'm I, a big believer. Like, if I'm Chicago, Caleb's starting, and he's my starter the minute I draft him. I'm announcing it on my press conference. But why? But why can't why can't Caleb sit for a moment? I think because I, I just think some guys, I think some guys show and prove that they're ready to go. Like, to me, Stroud being good last year, playoffs I didn't see. Competing and being what they were, certainly didn't see. I'm not shocked that C.J. Shroud was a good player last year and started week one instantly. Right, right. But I think, and that's what I miss. Like, I'm not saying that they should do this, that guys should start right away. No, I just think that's the trend that's going. Also, the situations are different. If Chicago doesn't start Caleb, who are they starting? Go get somebody. Go get a vet to start a couple games. But if you go to New York, you already have a vet starting. If you go to New Orleans, you already That's have a fair. vet starting. That's fair. But again, in Chicago, if you don't have a vet, who who's the backup? Who's the backup to Justin Fields? I don't know what the quarterback room is right now. Yeah, in go Chicago. find somebody. I'll throw Matt Ryan out there for three starts if it gives if it gives Caleb a chance. Joe to Flacco see. might need a gig. Yeah, but, you know if it gives if it gives the kid a chance to see like I, Herbert, they were going to do it with Herbert, yeah. and he was ready to start day one. And if Tyrod Taylor doesn't have the, yeah, the his puncture. chest explode, right? Herbert sits, but yeah. Herbert proved in his first game that he could start right away. But the idea was to have him sit. I love that. It can only be for two or three games, but don't I? I just worry about throwing in the wolves. But if you go after two games, you're still throwing the wolves. But at least, but at least you've seen some stuff without exactly seeing it. You have a film session. You have you have all that experience and that time to study up and be ready for it. Certainly, I just think situ. It's a situational thing. I think team by team, it just depends on what's ahead of you, what's currently there, and where you're at. The Giants have Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones is good. Nobody I did, does. I didn't when they won the playoff yeah, game. Nobody does. Uh, Vanilla Vic's a great nickname. 
but if I take Jaden Daniels. <laughs> yeah, all it took was that big run down the field on whatever primetime game that was. And I was like, that is not a quarterback. The Eagle game yeah, when he tripped was, over himself. I was like, that, even before the trip, watching him run, I was like, that is not your guy. Uh, let's hear from Bo Nix and Caleb Williams next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Should be noted, Brandon Dorless had a really fast time, too, in the 40. He's some local guys testing out pretty well. I think he's going to be a good NFL player, too. Hot take. Hot take. Oh, it's such a scorching take. ESPN couldn't handle that take. Stephen A. wouldn't even know how to react to that take. That is steaming hot. Jerry Jones is maybe a dad again. I saw that. (laughs) That's such an awesome story. He's like, they weren't allowed to talk about it, and then they were like, okay, we'll drop the lawsuit, and we'll go after a bigger lawsuit. You're going to need your DNA here, Jer. Yeah. He's been married to his wife since the 60s. He has? That's what I read. Is his wife named Charlotte Jones? Is this his wife or his daughter? Uh, I don't Swag know. Swag would know this better than I. I think that's his daughter. I didn't know Jerry was married. A lot of the videos I've seen would suggest he's not. <laughs> Certainly going on a bus with co-eds would not leave my wife extremely happy. But no, but par for the course. Teach their own, you know, teach their own. Ooh, Gerald. He's a Gerald. Who, Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones. Yeah. Gerald Wayne Jones Sr. Gerald in Dakota. What a match made in heaven. Um, Let's get to some more audio. The show has been derailed, and it started with March 1st celebrations at 615 uh, so let's just, we'll go on the combine. I got a college football thing I want to get to. I've got some fun with audio. I hope this guy can represent me someday when I commit a crime, uh, just so he can give a speech that wildly makes sense with the situation. Uh, Bo Nix, the quarterback for your Oregon Ducks, 
He was asked about why he stayed. Why'd you stay last year, Bo? You could have come, come into the draft. You had a great year at Oregon. Why stay for another year? I thought I liked the answer here. Here was Bo Nix. Yes, sir. Um, you know, last year I felt like there was a lot more in college left that, that I wanted to go out there and, and uh, compete for, and one of those being a championship. I knew we had a great team coming back. I knew Coach Lanning would put the pieces together, um, and all we had to do was just go out there and execute. And we were honestly a drive or a stop away from, from being able to do that, but uh, we faced a team uh, like Washington who was really good in their own right. And um, so that was all I wanted was a chance to compete for a championship and uh, go out there and, and uh, you know make it complete, uh, put together a full season. Uh, and just do all the things that I've done just at a high rate and at a consistent rate. And I was able to do that. You know, it was all started. I go back to preparation and, and uh, throughout the week so that when I got to Saturday, I could go out there and really, um, you know, put something, put my best on the field, put something that I was proud of. He also talked about a team that he's kind of been tied to in some of the mock drafts throughout the process, the Denver Broncos. That seems to be the hot one, yeah. He, uh, he talked about meeting with the Broncos. Um, again, not going to get into any specifics, but um, I do think that's another one uh, that's just really, really powerful, really strong, going in the right direction. Um, and, you know, obviously got great respect for, uh, for him and what he has done and uh, what he's probably going to continue to do. I am... Um... I'm deeply invested to seeing where all these local kids end up landing because we talked last year about the Pac-12, right? It's it's one of the best seasons in Pac-12 uh, recency and memory. Swan song. It really was. It was a swan song, but it was like also an amazing year. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these guys, whether it's offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, receiver, quarterback. Uh, there's some running back stuff that's really good. I'm interested to see where all of them land, Bo Nix being amongst the the top of it. I want to see what team thinks Bo Nix, because if you're taking him in the top 25, you are telling me, without telling me, we think this guy can be a franchise quarterback, not just a really good backup. Yeah, I I think I think Bo has some of the best, and this is we were kind of talking, and maybe I didn't uh, in the break about this, maybe I didn't explain it best, so I'll try better here. I think this it's why I don't love Jaden Daniels at two. Is I don't know if his value is worth a two pick. Like I think he'll be good, but I like his value more at like eight or ten. I think if you get Bo Nix at twelve or fifteen, I think that is a excellent value pick mm. for what you are getting. I think Bo is going to be a solid, solid player in the NFL. He may start for six, five, six years, maybe gets a second contract, like a good one. And then maybe be a backup, but I think there, I think his value and worth taking a shot on Bo is something I'm interested in. That's why I think Denver would be fascinating. I'd be interested to see him in like a Pittsburgh, something like a, a very stable franchise that puts some people behind around him, like Peyton's doing in Denver. I think that's great. Bo is not a guy that you're going to bring into the Commanders and who have got loads of problem and tell me Bo go figure it out. He's got to go you're saying he's got to go to a situation that has different layers and isn't going to be as reliant. He's not come fix the situation. Exactly. Guy. Like Atlanta, if Atlanta had Bo Nix, god, I'd love that. That would be excellent. Tampa, if you want to restart and bail on Baker, you start with Bo. I'm into that. I think Bo has some of the best value. What if they don't in sign Mike Evans? <laughs> well, and then you might be in trouble. But you see what I mean, though. Yeah, I, I like I like Bo in the middle of this draft in teams that are decently competitive but need a fresh start at quarterback. 
Michael Penix also talked today at the Combine. There's going to be more throughout the day, so keep it here on the fan all day. Danny Dusty will have this. Primetime will have this. Uh, just audio from some of the local guys at the Combine. We're trying to get as much as we can on the fly. Michael Penix also talked about the Denver Broncos, who had an interesting approach to sitting down and talking with him. It went good. Um, man, it, it was it was a, an interesting meeting. You know, it was different than others, you know, but um, I, I felt good. I felt confident going into it, going out of it. I felt confident as well, you know, and playing for uh, Coach Sean Payton, you know, that would be special. You know, obviously, he's a great coach, you know, um, one of the best in, in the game, you know, and um, to, to be able to learn from him, it, it would be special. So. The Broncos showed Penix all his bad plays. I'd imagine they're showing all the quarterbacks the bad plays. I love Penix. that thought, though. Yeah, yeah, just sitting there. Yeah, break this down. What happened? What you miss? What did? Why you know? do you suck? Please tell me. <laughs> tell me why I shouldn't bail on you. Well, especially with Sean Payton, because that's what he's going to do. Oh, without on a doubt. Monday without morning doubt. when you have your film session with him. But you, it, I love the thought. Like normally, it's like this is what he does really well, and the co- coaches are like, "We really love this throw." And tell me what you were thinking when you evaded pressure here. No, it's like, hey, dude, you got sacked on fourth down in a key moment. Hey, dude, you threw a pick six. Tell me why do you suck? Uh, Caleb Williams is at the Combine. He won't give you his medicals, but he will talk. He talked with the Bears, and he was asked about his first meeting with Chicago, who's probably going to draft him. Here's what he had to say. It, it was good. Um, it was good. Everybody was, you know, cool. And and, and, um, and that's a, a Gen Z, I guess, kind of word to use. But, um, you know, it was, it was really nice. It was um, they were mainly testing me on my mental, you know, seeing, you know, how I would handle things and, um, you know, putting a, putting a play up on the board and then, 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, asked me to recall it and things like that. So uh, it was good. It was a good meeting. He also uh, was asked if his play is more artistry or surgeon-like. I, interesting question being asked, and he tried to describe it. You know, I've, I've actually heard that about the artist or, or surgeon thing, and um, I like to I like to think that when it's time to be surgical, you, you know, it's, it's time to be surgical. Um, you know, there's been many games where uh, it gets late in the game, and, and I've and I've ran or scrambled, and, and you know, threw a crazy pass. That's that's been the artist, the magician. Um, and then and then you know, there's been times where even you know, when I hurt my hamstring and I couldn't run, um, I sat in the pocket the whole time, you know, the rest of the game, and, and, and delivered the ball. And he is the most talked about, debated player in this thing. Of is he Andrew Luck can't miss guy, or is he full of himself, big ego, can't handle losing, so he has to cry with his mom, wouldn't trust him to be my franchise guy. There are a lot of people that are making their opinions and decisions uh, on some of that stuff. I tend to love him. I think he's an amazing prospect. I think he can definitely be a savior for Chicago, but he won't give medicals. He's not going to do any workouts. You could make an argument he doesn't need to because he's Caleb Williams and he's going one no matter what, but I believe I read this is one of the first times ever a player has not given medicals. He doesn't want to do it. I don't understand the high scrutiny of Caleb Williams. I don't get it. Well, it's 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 the other stuff. It's the painted fingernails. It's the lose a game, be in my mom's arms at the end in the stands. It's the, you know, kind of, I don't know. Like, I forget who it was. I think it was the TCU quarterback after they lost the title game to George. He was crying. And Caleb, like, quote tweeted. Max like, Dugan? Yeah. And I think Caleb quote tweeted something to the effect of, like, Oh man, I ain't losing. Like I'm not gonna be like this if I lose. And then, like the very next season, he's he in the like stands that. in his mom's arms crying because he lost. Yeah, but if you look back at all the quarterbacks that have gone number one, let's say since Luck, how many of those quarterbacks do you like more than Caleb Williams? Do you like Trevor Lawrence more than Caleb Williams, or uh, did you? 
I liked. Yeah, I don't know. I how liked to, Lawrence. I don't know how to compare that. I liked Lawrence a lot. I thought he was definitely worthy of being the number one pick and looked every bit the part as a franchise guy, and he so, might still be. So that's why I kind of find it odd why the the scrutiny on Caleb is it the USC thing. Well, USC stuff doesn't you help. Know, Their season was a letdown. Like he gets a lot of blame for that. But I mean, you kind of he kind of came out of nowhere in Oklahoma, and then Lincoln leaves and takes him with him, and he wins a Heisman. Then he tries to come back to win a natty, but then USC and Lincoln kind of get exposed for not having a great team. That's not on Caleb, though. Uh, Caleb played re- pretty well for being on a bad team last I year. I think a lot of people do put it on Caleb. And I, th- I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's correct. I think that USC team is one of the most fraud USC teams I've seen since hmm. Clay Helton, you know? I mean, I guess that's not that far long ago, but that US, those USC teams aren't good. No. They have it. Even when he won the Heisman, they weren't that good. Well, he saved him in a lot of those yeah, moments. Yeah, that's that why that I would... season that, was kind of a... That's why I buy Caleb real hard, and I'm not scrutinizing at all. I don't care about the mom stuff, whatever. Like, different generations now. Yeah. That's how I chalk it up. Different generations, it is okay to have your feelings. The F your feelings crowd are old and degenerates now, okay? <laughs> like, kids these days... They're... I would argue those people also are very hurt inside <laughs> exactly. and don't know how to handle it. Exactly, exactly. It is okay to be in touch with your feelings, and if you're frustrated because you've got all the pressure on you and you lost and you think that's your fault, I think it's okay to be upset about that. It's not like he was upset about it and then was contemplating whether he wants to play football or not. No, nah, it just caught him. He let his emotions have him. And I, for one, am down with emotions in football. Is this the best defense we've seen in football? Next on The Fan. Well, Patrick is deep in Jerry Jones' bastard child. $33,000 Sweet 16 birthday party. A Range Rover and full tuition to SMU. That's pretty nice. I'd want some of that cowboy money, though. <sighs> I'd also ask for the DNA test. I did DNA test once. Yeah? Yeah, my dad... Uh, well, yeah, my dad wasn't sure. Nice. That was part of the reason there wasn't a relationship yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally I was 19, and I said, all right. Let's do it. Just bring the, the GD thing over. Let's do it. It was a weird moment because, like, that's just an odd feeling, right? Oh, I can't imagine what's going through your head. And my dad chose in that moment to go, you know, it's the same test they use on Oprah. And I'm like... <laughs> Is that like a fun fact about DNA tests of who the parent of the child is? I didn't. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. It came back 99.999996%. Excellent. Hi, Daddy. So at that point, it's like, oh, crap. Hi, Daddy. It was you the whole time. It was you the whole time. Uh, but yeah, that, that's. Can I get a Range Rover? <laughs> yeah, he's not Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mentioned the best defense in football. <laughs> I meant to get to it yesterday. It just, you know, it, the radio, it happens, time. Um, this is an attorney defending a diehard Kansas City Chief fan who's known as Chief Saholic. He's very famous. He's If you took the players and Andy Reid away and maybe a Hunt family member, you could make an argument this guy is the most famous of Kansas City Chief stuff. I didn't realize it until this came out. You'd never and seen I, The and, Wolf? No, what it was was I didn't realize how much I had seen the wolf. Oh, yeah. When this came out, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Kansas City wolf dude I see in the crowd all the time. Kind of like the the fireman jet dude. Yes, fireman Ed. Fireman Ed. Like, I didn't know that. 
I didn't know he was as iconic until there was a Jets game of they like highlighted him. And I was like, I have seen that guy all the time. Or it's like some of the black hole guys in Vegas yeah. or in Oakland. With the, the shoulder yeah, pads. Yeah, the Darth and, Vader's, yes. the Legion of Warriors kind of guys. Like you forget sometimes how much you've seen these people until something like this goes down. Well, yeah. And he's super popular. Right. Well, turns out he's been robbing banks. That's so nuts. On the side, he takes the wolf costume off. Nobody and he's knows really who he is. He's like the opposite Batman. Yeah, but he's dressing up exactly how he is. The wolf is in here to take things away. And anyways, he's going to go to prison for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, sorry, dude. At least you got some Super Bowls. Um, Yeah. They, <laughs> you got some experience. He's like, I'm good, man. I got some Super Bowls. I got some Dallas. And the attorney he can afford is exactly what you think. <laughs> and this guy decided to talk to the media yesterday outside of the courtroom. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing. <laughs> and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. So took a sack. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. <laughs> we know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. <laughs> and that's because... Didn't he just admit guilt? <laughs> he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case. But Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America, <laughs> right? Brandon, Is how much... Is this the DNC he's speaking at? <laughs> Brandon, how much do you love Portland? I love it so much that I rob its banks. I love it. I'm committed to it. You know, and you can't knock me down, even though I just pleaded guilty in there. Now, <laughs> normally, I'd give a speech like that a 10, but where he was going, I only give it a 9. There was not a 13-second reference in it, mm. and that was a mm. gross oversight. Yeah. Yep. Much like the moment... He robbed the bank in Wichita in under 13 seconds, like Patrick Mahomes beating the Bills. Xavier. Why did it? Xavier, 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 Xavier. I don't know. Uh, Xavier uh, ended up getting to the end of his had run. He, had he dropped a 13-second reference in there, would have been a 10. So this guy's going to go to prison for... Long time. Probably the rest of his life. That's, that's, I mean, that's yeah, how a, many banks... Well, I don't know, but banks are a federal. That's a federal deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he's gone. His life is over. He may stay in Kansas, though. Did he go to Lawrence? Uh, Leavenworth. Leavenworth, sorry. Leavenworth, Kansas. That's not a happy place. No, it's not a happy place. Sorry, I was confusing it with another unhappy place of Lawrence, Kansas. Um, He's probably going to go to prison. So he's going to also be hit with a massive fine. I think it's like 670000 And I think you can make an argument. The prison, the fine. I think the thing that's going to hurt him the most he had to have his signed Patrick Mahomes photo taken away. Why? I think because it's, it's worth something. Yeah, it's the value. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah, he's got to liquidate. I bet you that hurts him. Got to liquidate the estate. I bet you of that him hurts him and Mahomes without the wolf mask. No, I think it's just a Mahomes photo that he got signed by Mahomes. Oh wow! And I bet. Well, maybe he is in it, but I bet you that's going to hurt him more or as much as any of the other stuff. As ridiculous as it sounds, I'll also add. 
this is dumb. I can't believe an attorney actually decided to do this. But we live in the dumbest period with the most technology. And that is probably going to get that guy more more business. I was just about to say, is he like Trump's new lawyer? I don't know, but I bet you that speech is going to get somebody is going to go, oh, yeah. you know who I want? I want the Mahomes Chiefsaholics guy. Yeah, I want give me him, that guy. Give me <clears throat> some good uh, equated story of my life with some massive sports moment or team. Yeah, dude, that's my guy. This is what's popular. I don't know if I got fooled. I'm not on TikTok, but sometimes I'll see a TikTok. Mm-hmm. There's a real estate agent. Again, I don't know if I was being fooled. But there there I seems to be a guy on TikTok that's going around as a real estate agent, and he's just point blank talking real about the house. He's like, hey, townhome, three, two, let's go to the driveway. Oh, it's not here. It's in the back. This isn't much of a driveway. It's a sidewalk. Hey, here's a closet. Just telling it like it is. Yeah, and he's like, this is the master. Here's the closet for the master. And here, you think it's a bathroom? No, it's another closet. Because this guy was going through divorce when he built the house. Like, <laughs> crapping all over the house. 3.2, I wouldn't pay 1.1. Right, but he's probably going to get a bunch of business oh, from yeah, it. Because he's oh, yeah. viral, and it's funny. And why not have He'll that be on guy? on HGTV in no time. Oh. You know, like a, like a house rescue, real estate rescue. Like a Tafford, you know, and then like revamping bars. Like he won't revamp the house. It'll just be like, you know how pe- people love that? Like Ramsey and Tafford, people just crapping all over oh, something. Yeah, yeah. That guy's got TV written on him all over. It always amazes me how many people want to be the girl when Ramsey puts the sandwiches on her ears and goes, what are you, an idiot sandwich? <laughs> no, no, it's like, sign me up. Yeah, it's people like, want to do that. It's like, you want to be peed on? Like, that's not cool. Also, I'll recognize a certain tie when I see it. I had to wear these once upon a time. I don't wear these ever. I, there's not an event you get me in a shirt and tie. I think even at a funeral, I'm showing up Mike Lynch style. Wedding? Mm, shirt and tie? Can't I just go with a nice shirt? I don't think I need a tie anymore. Ooh, I like wearing ties, though. Really? That's fun yeah. to get dressed up. I hate it. I hate layers. I hate pants. I hate long sleeve shirts, buttons. Puppies, toads. No, those aren't the same things. No, if it's an occasion. Like, no, we get I, it. You like it. You're, this is like right it. up your alley. I like it. Yeah. You're a finance guy that when he can cosplay as finance guy again, he will do it. He wants the opportunity. Um, that attorney, if you go watch the video, I know a Burlington coat and factory. I know it when I see it. That was it. That I'll was it. To, right I'm going to look it up. Chief Saholic. Have fun in prison. R.I.P. The most famous guy in the clink. Uh, all right, loaded final hour. We'll spray the line, so get the spray the line sponsors in at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Some important uh, sports news that got, uh, that got passed along, and I'm finding this sport is annoying me. It's annoying me a lot. I'll tell you what that is. Final hour of the show, Dirt and Spray on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is Dirt and Sprague. We had a hen as a tiger get in the bathroom. He almost killed me. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Pants at a time like this, I don't have any. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Hey, is it a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. Oh, 0600, what's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Mm, okay, I'm going to go now. Let's Joyce. Give Joyce is very upset. Flo, Flo, we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation. Coffee and contemplation. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour, dirt and spraying on this uh, Friday. Happy March 1st to everybody out there. Uh, by the way, uh, text police on it. Thank you. A painting of Mahomes. Not a photo, a painting of Patrick oh. Mahomes. An original artwork. Which led me to ask if he was painted like a war general uh, from Mm the 1800s. Is it somebody that actually knows how to paint, or is this... It's his painting. (laughs) He's like an amazing painter. (laughs) It's his painting, and he got Mahomes to sign it. I hope it's uh, Mahomes is like uh, like a centaur or something, like a half uh, (laughs) horse or whatever. With just like the most chiseled abs, (laughs) you know, and his hair's like flowing in the wind. Headband or no headband? He's got to have the head. It's like when I see those weird flags of Trump on like Rambo's body. I'm like, hey, we all see this dude. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you guys need therapy. I don't know what you. And need. you know, Rambo's like five six, right? He's, He's like my size. Yeah. yeah, Stallone's not very big. Um, people on the U- on the comment section here at the Vancouver Four text line, the YouTube feed of volume, I guess, is down. I we don't know. Sorry guys. I'll see. I'll go see well, we'll if Father Joey. A way. Well, he's here, so I'll go see. I know. If I can. I'm sorry a, about that. We're sorry. I, it's nothing intentional. I am not sorry. I know you're not. Well, sorry. my name's not on this show, so I don't. You're care. just a cold-hearted bastard. Also, guy, talk about wanting to be mentioned. Will Ortner texted me and said, "How dare you guys not bring me up during that uh, combine speed talk?" And I'm like, "We literally named you like totally eight times. did, dude." <laughs> You're one of the only people that would take that seriously because you're uh, 24 years old. Uh, we have a final hour here to get to a Sprague in the line at 830. Ooh, fake sponsors. Fake sponsors are always welcome at the Vancouver Ford text line. Oh, I love seeing that. Oh, God. I love seeing that. What? What? Pete, Pete Schrager's top 10 draft board. Talise Fuaga, number eight. Yeah, We got a, a Beaver logo in the top 10 of the NFL draft. What up, That what doesn't up. happen very often for us, man. Um... Well, Sprague line and something and something that I, you know, was pretty big in sports and the reaction to also the athlete on something else that I'm like it goes back to our thing we said earlier. You know you don't have to care. Right. Yeah. You, know you, you could just say you oh, get that's to choose. Cool. Yeah. You get to choose. You can decide to not be outraged by something. Yeah. Um I I don't know if I'm alone here. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's kind of a mix. So we got another report from Ross Dellinger. At this point, like, I love Ross Dellinger. I think he's spot on. He's yeah, a great A reporter. When he's tweeting now, I'm I'm finding, because it's an update on stuff, Ross Dellinger expanded upon the 14-team playoff that's definitely going to happen, which is why they're sending this out. 
Now the Big Ten and the SEC want first-round guaranteed buys for their teams. Whoa. They don't just want three automatic qualifiers and the at-large bids. They also want the buys given to them. And, I again, Duck fan, maybe you're different from me on this because your team's in the B1G, and maybe this will be your team this year, next year, whatever. Are college football fans in general kind of becoming annoyed and, like, anytime college football gets I would mentioned? Think so. I'm rolling my eyes at this point of, like, it's NBA-esque. Just shut up. I don't care anymore. You guys are annoying the living hell out of me. I wonder if they're not annoyed because the majority of the diehard college football fans are in those, are in those big conferences. Yeah. Like, Duck fan, five years ago, they'd be like, we're just going to give the SEC and the Big Ten a first-round buy? Home field advantage? And you get three teams in plus some at-large bids? Is this not getting ridiculous, though? It is. Yes, getting, it is. It is. Of course it is. it's getting ridiculous. But if you're at the table, like, the gap is so big now. The gap is so big now that if you're not in the haves, you're in the have-nots. And you can whine and bitch and moan about it all you want, but it ain't going to change. Well, also, by the That's way. That's why I've kind of, like, given up. Like, I'm going to watch my football team this year. And if we win a game, we'll be like, sick. And if we lose a game, we'll be like, sick. And move on. You know, I'm a basketball is, school now, baby. By the way, the haves and have-nots are also still in those conferences. Well, I know. Uh, I Vanderbilt, have-not. Like, nobody, they're not going to do anything. But Vanderbilt so. fan doesn't get all hot and bothered about SEC football. Uh, no, I think they only no. care about baseball. They care point. about baseball, yeah. like Oregon State. I like their basketball Are you becoming court. annoyed? Of the, every day there's yes. a new update, and I'm like, oh, cool. The Big Ten SEC stuff again. I'm more annoyed about the, I can't, I can't, I got to do 14 and I haven't even done 12. That's what I'm more annoyed about. Like, well, you haven't even seen how this is going to go and you're not happy. That's more about they have to, because they're, they got to get things settled so they can get the big TV contract done because this two-year patch was to fix the remainder of the current TV deal. Mm -hmm. So ESPN, they have an agreement. It's on board for them to do whatever the next one is, but they got to flesh out all the details so ESPN knows how many games they're going to have. So ESPN's actually the one group that can push back and say, no, you're not getting, you don't get a buys all the way to like, they they could if they wanted if they wanted to protect their and the they have a reason to in the natty. Well, they have Guaranteed. a reason to protect the ACC because they're they're in uh, they're partners with them for TV. We, and I, Big Twelve they run the ESPN Plus and the Big Twelve Network, yep. and there's reasons for them to say no. Let's protect some more markets here and make this a little bit more accessible to everybody. If you want to guarantee a couple more extra spots for your teams over others, that's fine. But ESPN is probably the one entity that can get the SEC and the Big Ten to slow their roll just a hair. You know how you were pretty confident when we kind of went back and forth on the Portland Diamond Project names on that stuff when we talked about that? Yeah. And then yesterday I saw your face when David Sampson was like, yeah, you don't tell. Swag had a... Sprague's an idiot. He had such a delightful look. I there was, was uh, yes, my my intellectual snobbery came out. I did hear I, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the card now. ESPN locked up the ACC to the most garbage ass contract in sports, and that conference might cease to exist when Florida State wins the lawsuit. ESPN has what network? They care the most about the SEC network. They have Paul Feinbaum on. Every no, single I understand thing. that they don't care if the ACC's representation is the same. They care more about the SEC. 
So this isn't playing. The network thought isn't, how do we get our other conference to be valued? They got them on value. Their contract mm. is embarrassingly bad. The SEC is the daddy, and they care about pleasing the daddy here. The SEC is king. You're not going to see the network step in on this because they're going to let Sankey and Petiti run roughshod over this whole thing. I, I do. There's a couple thoughts here. So one listener says, I'm a duck. This is stupid. Can we just stop college football from itself? Another one. I'm a Husky fan. It's over the top. And I know your guys' schools, everybody that's a fan of those schools, yeah, the opportunities are more out there for you to be in a good spot come playoff time. But damn it, if these people that are running, they don't know what they want and they change the tune and they change the like the requirements and this conference has to play by these rules while these conferences don't and hey, NIL's illegal here, but it's not illegal there and I just it's all hey, the kids are ruining with the portal and then the coach leaves for more money at a different school. It's just it's it's kind of becoming annoying, and I'm going to keep watching. I want mm, for the record. Of course we are. It's high-end it's high sports. It's high-end level football on a Saturday. I love it. But I can also acknowledge as an NBA fan, I hate how people talk and care about the NBA. I care about the sport. I like the sport. And yeah. All we talk about is traits. This is what college football is becoming. Is the expanded playoff too many? Is it? Is it not enough? Is this conference valuable as that? Is it just these two conferences and everybody else will cease to exist? It's just over and over an annoyance of a sport that I grew up loving and still do. Every day they find something to piss me off or annoy me with. I, th I think the biggest thing for me now, and like I said, I said that I'm not jazzed that you haven't even done 12 and you're trying to get to 14. Just go to 16. If you want 16, They'll just go, go to, to 16 it. eventually. And so, but the other thing that, that bothers me is kind of the Big Ten SEC in, in this sense. You've got the best teams. You're making the most money. Okay, cool. You want You want more money from this payout. Okay, fine. I get that. The more and more you start to scream for more automatic bids and now a buy and all these things, if your conference is that great, then why do you need to set all these provisions to make sure you get in? Are you worried about being exposed? Because like that's what it sometimes no, says to me. No, they think they're the best. I, think I understand. The they think they're I the understand, best. but my annoyance comes from, yeah, you think you're the best, so let it play itself out. You know, why do you need these? They have. Bet on yourself. Because they have, Patrick, because they have for 15 plus years. And what we've done playing it out for 15 years is largely Sansa, Michigan, Ohio State, maybe a Clemson. The SEC has done it every time. Right. They have played it out and they've been the best. So they're not carrying themselves in a, oh, where are we going to get exposed? They're carrying themselves of, no, we're the juggernauts in this, and everybody else is irrelevant. We need the most things. So then, why? yeah, that. but that's what I'm asking. Like, if you've proven your point, then why do you need extra help? If why, you know you can already do this, why do you need those extra guarantees? Why does Jeff Bezos move out of the state of Washington to go to Florida to pay no in, no tax? To get more rich. He's a trillionaire. Yeah, you yeah. can't get more rich. You can't get but, more hey, rich. But guess what? He is getting more rich. He's in Florida and okay. he's dumping stock and he's getting more money because he don't pay taxes. But to your point, anymore. that's what's annoying. Yeah, that's what bothers me, and that's what turns me off. That's why, like, I just don't care anymore. Like, you guys have killed college football for me, and not because my team's out of it, but because I just yeah. this just doesn't matter to me anymore. A thought at the Vancouver Four Text Line. Answer me this: All conference winners not only get in, they get a first week buy. So if my team somehow loses three terrible games in non-conference. 
but then somehow turns it around and goes undefeated in conference play and wins the conference, you'd likely be either unranked or ranked very low because of the three losses, but you win the conference and you get the first week by and home field over a team likely ranked higher than you. That's brutal. And I don't know if that particular situation will ever play out, but there are moments and times where this is going to play itself out. It's kind of the Notre Dame argument we had a couple weeks ago about Notre Dame could be undefeated, but because they're not in a conference, conference. that they would be skipped by, say, LSU wins the SEC with two losses, but clearly Georgia had no losses, but Georgia lost in the the conference championship, kind of like this last year. Georgia was the best team in the country. They had one loss, and they were left out of the dance. Somebody says, it's starting to sound like pro sports. Oh, shocking. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's pretty much what we got here, Bob. Uh, yeah, so I think we're still heavy college football. I don't want in any way for this to sound like I'm going to suddenly stop caring. I'm going to follow I'm, my beeves. I'll see what the Ducks and Huskies do. And, and I'm still watching. I know I'm I say. all of I it. know I say, you make me not care. I don't even want to watch this. Yeah, I'm watching. Don't worry about that. And, and here's the other part is somebody texting about the committee. Yeah, I don't like the committee. Yeah. I think it's terrible. I think it sucks, too. Um, this happened yesterday. Big announcement in sports. And also, this is looming for this athlete. And people are nitpicking it for some reason. I don't get it. We'll do it next on The Fan. Hey, uh, it's a Friday. We're having a funky good time. Friday. P. Harris has a funk to him. Friday. Text the word FUNK, F-U-N-K, to 503-864-6326 for your chance to win tickets to the Parliament Funkadelic featuring George Clinton at Crystal Ballroom on June 14th. Head to 1080thefan.com for complete details. Again, text the word FUNK, F-U-N-K, to 503-864-6326. I would imagine, Swag, it still has to be an all-timer for you to have misspelled drum. You went I misspoke. I actually spelled it correctly on my oh, but you script, said and I said it backwards. <laughs> oh, the famous Mike Lynch, that swing, S-W-I-N-J. <laughs> yep. There's that famous one. Uh, if you get these, uh, Parliament is one is a top 20 favorite band of all time for me. They easily. seem like a they really fun show. They are so great. Yeah. Parliament, Funkadelic, that whole crew. Uh, George Clinton is a legend. Um Spark first, it up and go have a good time is what I, I first yeah, learned. Turn of, that mother out. <laughs> I first learned of George Clinton because he uh, has the intro on a Tupac Shakur song. Hey, we all need an intro yeah, somehow. That's how right? I learned. I was like, this guy is cool. My dad was like, is that George Clinton? Also, why are you listening to this trash? Uh, you and I both had the same thing yesterday. This was announced yesterday. Caitlin Clark of Iowa announced yeah. that she is going pro. She yeah. sent a big thank you to Iowa fans. That I thought this was her senior year. No, she has. Well, she has a well, COVID. Well, she has the COVID year oh, she can take. Oh, okay. So she could have stayed She has Iowa. been there four years. Yeah. Okay. So, because there was some thought she was breaking all these records, but she got a fifth year. She's broken all these records in four years. Okay. So she's going to go pro. The Indiana Fever of the number one pick. It couldn't be a bigger match made in heaven situation. Oh, yeah. State of Indiana. Oh, great. White people and Caitlin Clark. And basketball and Hoosiers. Bas- basketball we Jesus. Love Hoosiers. Well, it's going to be basketball Jesus and Caitlin now. <laughs> well, Halliburton's kind of in that too. But I like Halliburton. Caitlin Clark. It's a. It's perfect for that league, this moment, that sure. city, all of sure. it. Right. She announces she's leaving. I I didn't. I have no reference point for this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not even criticizing. No. I was just a little surprised that she made the announcement. The season's not over, and I know their season starts very quickly after it's the summer league. 
but I was a little surprised you made the announcement given the season's not done. Yeah, I was a little surprised too, but to, to Swag's point that he just brought up there, now that these records are broken without the COVID year, maybe that's what it is. She's on the precipice of passing Pete, right? She's got 12 points to pass Pete. Something like that. Something like that in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. And if she, maybe this is just her PR move to get in front of it to make sure she is celebrated and given the decor that she deserves and not using that fifth year to break records. So I, I was just the thought. I was going to buy the final game of the Portland tournament. Went over it this weekend, actually. And my problem with not purchasing is I don't know who's going to play what game. There's two sessions for that mm. last one. Yeah. I could buy two and just catch both games or save a lot of money because right. it's not it's cheap. Gonna, it's not going to be cheap. And my problem of not buying was I, I kind of want to see Clark. Yeah. I want to see Caitlin. I don't know if she'll even be in Portland. But I didn't buy it, and now I'm regretting it because I'd imagine those prices are going to keep rising. Oh, once 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 they say where everybody's going, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. And you made a good point too of like her last game of the season, whenever that is at Iowa, is that's maybe going to be the most expensive ticket to date in women's yep. college history, if not men's well, college history. Maybe of not regular a, season. Yeah, of, of basketball because the Super Bowl was stupid expensive in Vegas. This no, no, year. no. I mean, I'm talking like the most expensive. College basketball, men's or women's home game ticket ever. Oh, you think that was more than Coach K's last game I against think North Carolina? I, I think I, there's a chance. I, I'll go look up what that price was. I think there's a shot. She is transcendent enough, and, and yeah. Plus, but it, plus is, but see, is Cam- Iowa's stadium bigger than Cameron Indoor? Cameron's small. Cameron's small. Cameron's really small. like might be just under 10,000. I think Hawkeye Arena is a little big. Bigger. There we go. At Stubb. One's called an arena. <laughs> so the most expensive ticket of that last Coach K game was 21K. According to StubHub, uh, let's see. Cameron Indoor, 9,300. They yeah. ranged from $3,100 to seventeen grand. Yeah. Oh, that was at Vivid Seats. So maybe it won't top that. But this is going to be one of the bigger tickets. You're seeing the lines out of the arena for this. She's also close to breaking the all-time NCAA scoring record. Not just women, men. She's going to pass yep. Pete Maravich. She's going to break this record. And I I don't know why. I mean, I should know why. It's 15-5 in Iowa. Oh, the attendance? Carver Hawkeye Arena. I, sh- I thought Golliver wrote a really good piece at the Post on her and how she like she's always admired Pete Maravich and she used to watch his YouTube highlights because she's not old enough to have watched him. I'm not old enough to have I would him. recommend anybody go watch <laughs> the Pete, the piss. He was so fluid. It, it, it really, it was, he was, I mean, a, she plays a lot like it too. She plays, she plays very that exact different style. kind of player at the time. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing on it. I think it's awesome. I just think it's good for sports to have these moments yeah. regardless totally. of anything. And instantly the moment we find out she's 13 points away from breaking pistols, everybody jumps on the, well, he didn't have the three-point line. He played in three years. She gets to play. And it's just like, wh- why do why do we do that? I don't well, know. Why well, do we well, do that? Well, first off. Why first, can't it just be, hey, this is a cool moment that's happening? Well, first off, there's the contingent of people that are not going to give her credit simply because her. Let's not forget that. Uh, yeah. There is a large group of people that are not going to give Caitlin Clark any sort of credit because she's a woman. Certainly. Let's not beat around the bush here. Yes. That's a reality. True, but I don't think those people are going to be very vocal at this day and time. Let's hope not. But that could be deep-ended for some other reason of, well, she got four instead of three, and he didn't have a three-point line, blah, well, blah, that's, blah. Well, I think those people morph into that. That's kind of where I'm going. Wow. Is like, yeah, yeah. 
I don't get why this needs to be a massive deal as a negative for people where they like to have to highlight no. why why she can pass him. Well, let's I I look at it as the other way. It's an opportunity for people who did not grow up with Pete Maravich to go and research and watch the YouTube clips and learn about him and flip it around that way because he was so special and you wished his professional career had been longer in the NBA than it was. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do that with Dr. J. Like, Dr. J oh. is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Okay? We always say, like, Michael kind of changed. You okay over there? I mean, that, I love We Dr. always kind of talk about how Michael changed. That Sixers title team was I could awesome. Hear, I, could I could hear, hear your that zipper. That was a dirt gasm right there. I could there. hear your zipper coming down yeah. there. Uh, we talk about how Michael changed the way people play the game, and everybody after him kind of started to play like him. Kobe, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm always like, oh, if you like the dunk, you got to go watch Dr. J because he could fly through the air and nobody else was really doing it like that. Swag's right. This is that opportunity with Kalen Clark to go look at how fluid of a player Pete Maravich is. Honestly, when I watch Kalen Clark, she reminds me of Steph. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, like that. Yeah. Like that's what I see. I see Steph. Yeah, I do how too. How fluid the ball comes out. How easy shooting is yeah, for her. Yeah, she it, recognizes they, they situations. Kind of, they kind of yeah. both have unconventional looking shots. Yes, because it comes out so fast. Yeah. that you can't really tell that. Well, the form's actually there. So I saw a really cool video yesterday because I I had saw I'd read that Dolliver column on the post about Caitlin Clark breaking the record and having all this respect for Maravich. And then I got into a bit of a Maravich vortex. Mm -hmm. And there's an interview he did with uh, Roy Firestone. Oh, wow. Throwback name. He's still alive? Oh, no, this is a throwback. (laughs) I was like, like, wait, did did Roy die? Did you just kill Roy Firestone? No way. I think he's still alive. I just don't think he does a show. Oh, no. Did you just kill him? No. He is alive. Do you need to choose a holic attorney? Uh, <laughs> he is alive. He is seventy years old. No, but he okay. he was interviewing Maravich, and Maravich had a he had a funny line. He's oh, like, "I thought you said he was interviewing Caitlin Clark." I'm like, "What?" Oh no, no. So he's inter- interviewing Maravich, and he was asked about him and Bird, and like, I this is I love these basketball players that are always honest about stuff. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Larry's not the greatest at this, this or this. He's just the greatest." Mm. And he's like, how do I compare them? I, I don't like comparisons in general. I think they're not good. Everybody plays different. I think he's better than me. And you just you don't always get hoopers nowadays. No. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to get into this as, like, some big overarching thing. But, like, you see this a little bit with LeBron. Yeah. You still get these people that hold LeBron to this, you better win, or if not, we're going to criticize you, Mantle. And when he wins, it's like... Yeah, but he can win the title. It's like it's year twenty-one. He's about to score. Well, but he's got to like control like who's on his team and picks his friends. I just think what I think is funny personally is like you've already made your decisions on legacy stuff, and the guy's literally still playing. I think it's ridiculous. But anyways, and he goes into it, and it it he goes the only other basketball player that isn't Larry's not better than is of course my son, and I just that was a funny line that he dropped. (laughs) But I I. I think this is just good in general. It's it's just a fun story to have that somebody yeah. would break this record. This this is one of the more untouchable records. He broke that record. What year did he break that record or set the record? Was it early 70s? Right. Yeah. Right. That's the point. It's 2024 and you have a player that's going to do it. And, you know, I, I don't want to take his son's words out of context. Maybe there's more to it. But I did see a quote and it was... 
Well, my dad didn't have the three-point line. He played three years. She played, and I don't. Maybe his son was more well, complimentary of it. But. Yeah, if it's fa- when it's family and it's more personal, I'll give him a pass. I'm not gonna read too much into that because, yeah, they're you know they're Qu- protective of, of their yes. their legacies for their family. That's Rory did this with Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch was like, if Rory, the the quote was, if Rory wins yeah. the Masters, an asterisk, and Rory was asked, and he goes. I thought a lot of that was unfair. I saw the interview. The the guy interviewing him was kind of leading him into it. And, you know, he had a little barb that he shot back at Taylor Gooch. It was a tiny one. But, like, I love that we we don't always allow context. And the quote was just tweeted. So, like, who mm-hmm. knows who what knows else he what said about Caitlin on. Clark. I just, I think it's a good moment, man. It's, I think it's awesome. It's going to be good for that pro league if you have daughters and you're starting to follow some of this stuff the way I am. It's more intrigue for a league that needs more eyeballs. I... And I saw some of the stuff of like, well, she did it in four, not three. And she had a line and he did. And I was like, who cares? And, and between who people cares? and between people on the field and off the field, people like Caitlin Clark and Hell, even people like T Swizzle are getting people that wouldn't normally watch sports to watch sports. She increased NFL and viewership it, and for female demographics. And, and if you are if you are a sports yeah. fan, do you not want more of your friends, family, and just in general people watching sports, me, whether they're women or yeah. men or who cares. Me and my whole family last night sat down and watched the entire Oregon State women's game against Stanford, if, and they, they damn near won the game. But, like, if, my whole family, we don't do that often. If my I'm girls come to me and say, can we watch Kaylin Clark? I'd be like, watch her whenever you want. Yeah. You want to watch basketball? I love basketball. Spring Line is next on The Fan. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. Spraying the line. line. Brought to you by Sprague's bad, bad gambling picks. Can't afford to join the Mile High Club anymore. Just go on a road trip to Denver and then have sex with your wife. Thank you. Ouch. Yep. Thank you. Denver's a lovely city. <laughs> Denver is a lovely city. I hate flying into Denver. Well, well the yeah. airport's not in the city. They put it way out in... Yeah, it's like it's like Atlanta. Atlanta's a cool city, but that airport can go straight to Is that to Hartsfield International? Is I, that don't, what they I don't remember, I don't but it's the Delta Hub. That airport can go straight to hell. The airport rankings came out. San Francisco was voted the worst. I've never been to that airport. SFO? Oh, I've flown in and out of there many, many San times. Jose's, San Jose's was delightful. San Jose's got a great airport. Where the tarmac. They... Sacramento has a great airport. Yeah. Uh, Denver's airport I actually like. I get that it's far from the city, but I like the airport. I actually hate flying into yeah, Denver. Yeah, in and out. It's, they put it somewhere where there's a lot of uh, wind shear that makes... It's the uh, mountains, yeah. yeah. Well, isn't, isn't there like a secret UFO base underneath that airport or something? In Denver? Yeah, yeah. I guess they, I guess there's something secret under the airport. Where did you read that? Uh, dude, Urban Legends. Yeah, man. Okay. There's see, some uh, weird government project going on underneath the Denver airport. I saw Reddit is paying for AI chat GPT stuff, and I'm like, cool. So now even our Reddit posts will just be fake. Damn. Now we're just going to outrage each other over what that a robot. sucks, dude. I like getting outraged over real people being dumb. <laughs> well, we're all dumb. <laughs> I know. It's rad. It's Brain Line brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. The best candy, no matter what Swag says. Wow. I mean, I love peanut butter cups. PDX? Yeah, PDX has the terminal no that's... No cares! Wow. I mean, I, PB I, cups are probably the number one candy bar, so you're I, wrong. I said I don't care for peanut butter. PDX's Terminal B has been down for some time now. Yeah. Well, the whole thing has been a rough shape for a while. Just the massive revamp. 
Like it's not a pretty place to be. Like remember we were There's like a lot winning, of construction winning stuff. all those wars yeah. and stuff. And everything I see when the construction's done, place is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Place is gonna be so rad. I had to hold up the other day. Like almost like I would go there without flying. Not because that'd be weird and creepy, but like it's gonna be that <laughs> awesome. But the last few years have been rough from all the construction. It, it would be very weird and creepy. <laughs> very. What are you doing? I'm going to the airport. Why? Their construction's amazing. I get to walk around and Well, look the screen at it. door there is a shorter line than the one downtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the problem is you have to get to a terminal, so you have to have a I ticket. Know, you I can't know, get it's, it's not it's like past the old security. Days. It's not like the old days. Somebody, by the way, texted in, in that last segment, Swag, and said we should have gotten you a rag once Patrick said uh Dr. J. Dr. J. Dude, Julius Irving, man. One of my all-time favorite basketball players. That sound you made was very sexual in nature. (laughs) I know how Dr. J made you feel. Roll the tape back, please. I'm trying. I didn't copy pace-breaking lines, so I'm kind of delaying so I could scroll through and read these. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Spraying line brought to you by... Brought to you by Sprague, who went on Oprah to discover who's your gambling daddy. <laughs> Ouch. Jesus. You're ga- you know not what? Just I like your... money. You know what? I don't like jokes. Not just your daddy, but your gambling daddy. It was a... <laughs> I love my dad. It's one of the all-time weirdest moments of my life. <laughs> I'm, of sure. like, I'm here to find out if you're my kid, <laughs> but let me brag about the DNA test I bought. Are you serious? Like, hey, you spent $1,000 to find out what I've known forever, but okay. <laughs> All righty. But you're still my daddy, even if it's not blood. You raised me. Are you guys gambling on anything right now? Not really. No, I am prepping. I am prepping everything. I am actually trying to learn more about gambling because I'm not very knowledgeable about gambling because I don't do it a whole lot. Mm. Um, It's kind of like strip clubs for me. Like, if I want to throw my money away, I just, like, do, like, cocaine or something. Okay. But, like, just throwing money away to not get anything out of it doesn't sound very fun to me. So I'm like making sure I understand because when I go to the sports book at A for the tourney, I don't want to be the idiot that the guy's like got to explain something to me or I put my money on something incorrectly. Like when I do a five team parlay, it's the spread, right? It's not outright winners. You could do money lines. You can, you can do, do money, money lines. lines. You yeah. can you can put whatever you say can allow. Yeah. Alternative spreads. See, that's what I'm trying to Buy points. You can buy points. Now, there's more money in the spread than the money line, right? Like, if I just do a five-team parlay and just pick winners, I'd make more money off the spread than I would off the money line. Because that's statistically Well, unless you're picking underdogs on the money line. Yeah, if you're doing massive underdog parlays, then yes, you can win a ton of money there. But if you're going, let's do North Carolina Villanova at minus four, five, and eight, yeah, your payout's going to be nice because you're specifically citing... The number I, they have to hit for it. I, yeah. That's what I'm working on right now. Okay. I'm, Dude, I think I'm going to take 500 bucks up there. 500? I think so. Wow, must be nice to be you. Well, <laughs> this is this is going to be like, this is like what I'm spending money on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really recovered from football season. Yeah, and I don't gamble. I- and I and I, I when I say when I say I think I'm going to take 500 bucks up there, that includes my food and bev tab. I don't just call it a gambling tab. Ah. That's an entire tab. Somebody said I bet the Clippers the other day. That's enough NBA basketball <laughs> for me. <laughs> the biggest comeback in LeBron's That's career. Tough. Oh. That's tough. Uh, Spring line brought to you by Sprague's betting record. The NFC South of sports gambling. Ouch! Ouch! You're not wrong. Ouch! I was, uh, 
I'll be the guy yelling four in a jumpsuit at a random Stone <laughs> Creek round this year. God, I have a big Johnson on my back. Looking forward to this. Do I put his whole name or do I just put Johnson? No, just on Johnson. My back? Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you betting on anything right now? No. Uh, you know, I uh, I'll be honest with you. Because you're I, you're a hooper. You never throw throw some shuckles down on on a hoop game. I think betting the NBA is one of the dumber things. I would agree. Well, um, I mean, I think betting football in general, uh, betting in general, is kind of stupid. <laughs> like nobody. I mean, that is it. my overall point. Yeah. But NBA, it's just so day to day. It's so like injury report related. It's so hey. Fourth game in six days. Is this the back-to-back? Did they win the back-to-back yesterday against the good team? Are they going to show up against... Like the Lakers. The Lakers had an amazing comeback. LeBron was vintage LeBron. They beat the Clippers. Right. They had a back-to-back yesterday. They played the Wizards. And almost lost. And they had to go to overtime and took everything from LeBron AD to win the game. So it's just, eh. I kind of find it dumb. Now, if I could gamble on college, I would gamble on ladies' hoops. I'd gamble on... NCAA Pac-12 teams. Mm. I'd gamble on some of that. I don't have that as an option unless yeah. I go to an, a physical book. Right, right, right. And which I'm will look, make A-Lin-A if we are... I don't we're even, going. It's done. Can, we are going to A-Lin-A. Can literally anybody of significance tell me about that? Because you're the only one, and I'm not saying you're not significant, but you know the people above you, they have not said anything to me. It's done. Okay. So when we go to A and A, that's the moment I gamble on college. And years. and for me, A and A is about twelve minute drive from my house. Jesus, you live deep. I don't no, live no. deep. I just live on off I five. Yeah, twelve minutes though is not. Dude, it took me seventeen to get here this morning. Isn't that Woodland? No, no. I think it's, you're. It's, I think it's you're in Woodland. Ridgefield. It's in Ridgefield. Yeah, so dude. if you're if you're in the Salmon Creek area, yeah, dude, that's ten I'm, minutes. I'm in Salmon Creek. We're two o five and I five. Salmon eight. Creek. That's dude. Deep, it took dude. me seventeen minutes to get to work here today. Uh, that's, it's going to take me seventeen to get home. That's really far. You live in Damascus, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Damascus I'm, is further than me. I'm local though. I'm you know, <laughs> BS, dude. You're just in the state of Oregon. <laughs> East side till I die, bitch. That's fine. You can be <laughs> east side all you want, but don't be hammering me, man. I'm closer than you are. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I It's a Friday night, and there's a Blazer game at 7 o'clock. We leave our house at the same time. Who's getting there first? Me. Mm, probably. Are you taking I-5? Hell yeah. That's uh, such a gamble. Yeah, dude, but I know North Portland. I know what I'm doing. What does that mean? Well, I can cut through the streets, baby. You're going to cut through North Portland I streets? might live Hell physically yeah. the closest, but if I go at the wrong time, it's by far oh, the yeah. longest Oh, yeah, your host swag, yeah, because you're out west. Mine's pretty simple. If I get on the freeway, I'm I'm home. I never have traffic from Blazer Games. Are you 224 to 205 to 84? Is that how you're doing it? Uh, it, it Well, it'd be 5 to 84, 84 to 205. If I'm feeling like I don't want really to deal with 84 and what the problem could be, then I'll shoot over and get on 99. 99 and yeah. then 99 to 224, 224. to 212. Yeah, yeah. I worked in Milwaukee for a long time. So Shout I, out Milwaukee. I, I, I almost I, lived I in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's great, dude. I told my wife I think I'm going to live in Milwaukee one day. That's awesome. Yeah. Milwaukee's great, dude. I love Milwaukee. I do, too. It's Grizzlies called- minus a point and a half to the Blazers and the losing streak. Swag was tired of where you live talk. Oh, uh, I would take, uh, <laughs> I'll take the Grizzlies. What's uh, the spread? Give me the One spread. and a half. The Grizzlies are favored? Yes. I'll take the Blazers. Dude, they're gonna snap the nine game losing streak. And it, let's not act like now they got it's a back to back, so they play them again tomorrow night in Memphis. This is the weirdest, stupidest thing. This what? is the new thing I hate about the NBA. What? The back to backs of the same team. No, it's it makes sense. They're trying to cut back on 
it's, as it's, much travel, no, so they park them there for no, two I nights. Get it's that. no different than baseball. I get that, but it's the entertainment side. It is no different than baseball, but baseball's always done that. The NBA is like, yeah, we're going to play the same team twice in a row. I'm like, what? We don't do that. We cut down Unless on travel playoffs. time. Well, I understand that, but it's the aesthetic of the games, what we're used to. I'm like, what? We don't do that. Any big injury updates on the Blazers? Uh, Aiton is listed as doubtful with that hand sprain. Brogdon's still out. Scoot's still out. Sharp's still out. Oh, damn it, Bobby. Uh, questionable. Manaya and Brown are questionable. I'm going to have an Ant takeover are. game. Ant's going to go for 45 tonight. And lose by four. No, they're going to win. I'm going to lay the points. Really? Red Hot Grizzlies? Yeah. God. Listen to this sports gambling talk. <laughs> Electric. Well, Where do you, you got live? Me. Milwaukee, hey, Salmon Creek. Hey, you got me. It's my fault. I'm the non-gambler. I'm like the one dude at the station that doesn't know anything about gambling and doesn't care to know anything about gambling. Did I lay out a lot of good gambling stuff in no, this? No, I don't, but I mean... You, you, I don't want to do this segment. <laughs> but my stupid co-host who's been out, is he just makes us do this year-round. Why? He you can't I, make you do, you do anything, Brandon. You're your own human. Do we need a safe word? Do you want my take? Yeah, let's hear Why it. Why do we still do this? Let's hear it. Because I don't think he wants to prep a segment. I think he wants Ooh. to read listeners insulting me for 12 minutes and then give his crappy gambling advice. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I think. Wow. Yeah, hot take. Shot fired. Uh, be it's a low total tonight, 208 and a half. Yeah, I might go over on that. Who's scoring for Portland? I don't know, but who's playing defense for Portland? But who's scoring for points? What's going to be worse, the defense well, Ant, or the offense? You think Ant's going to go off? Jeremy Grant's still playing. So Jeremy will give me 18, Ant will give me 45, and then where's the rest coming from? Tumani Kamara. Ashton Hayes. <laughs> now I'm lost. Duop? Is Duop going to hit Reef. He'll be get, the, get the start. Please save us. Uh, <laughs> Spring line. Let's see. what. Yeah. Spraying line brought to you by Lil Smudge already has a better betting record than Sprague and knows who his dad is. Nice. That's oh, that's that's P one that's P one Rufio. I got to uh, I got to see him Did at you X-Golf. need a standing eight count after that. Anybody got an ice pack? I got that's kicked below in the, the belt. Junk, man. <laughs> Rufio, that's the best one I've heard in a long time. Congrats, you want me to add brother. to that? My mom moved away while I was still in high school. She moved to Oklahoma and left me alone. <laughs> God, let's. You want to just open it up? We we'll just do therapy Fridays. <laughs> I would like to pass on that. My therapy sessions are only Tuesdays for an hour. Maybe I need an extra hour on Fridays. They're free here. Damn it, dude! <laughs> I'm gonna have to ice my boys after the show. We'll, well wrap it and, up. You and Swag at the same time gotta ice the boys. Yeah, it's for Dr. different J. reasons. Doctor J drained him. Uh, we wrap it up next on the fan. Friday. All right, fist pumping your way into the weekend. Text police on Terminal B. What terminal is the one getting constructed in the airport? Is it C? Do I have B and C backwards? No, I think it is B. Well, this person's saying I worked on B. It's been open for two years. Oh. (laughs) Maybe it's A. Who cares? There's a, there's a terminal. I don't know. The one you have to walk the furthest is the one I am always flying Thanks for making (laughs) Terminal B great, though, by the way. Make Terminal B great again. If I didn't have such a fear of flying, I'd want to fly more. Oh, you got a big one? I hate flying. I hate hate, uh, takeoff. Yeah, takeoff's pretty awful. I hate takeoff. When you tell me, like when I hear a boom, we're uh, descending into your destination, I I kind of already count my chickens as dangerous as that is. I'm Um, like, sweet, we made it, we're good. Yeah, me too. Uh, I have a recurring nightmare um, that is not of a plane crash. It's like, it's always like an overseas flight 
and you could I could be like an action hero or I could be traveling as normal Patrick or whatever your delusion is in your dream. And it's like flying from the East Coast to like Europe and the plane takes off, but it has to go like directly up. Yeah. Like not the gradual. Like it has Straight to go directly up. up. Yes. But it feels like you're like on a in a car on a bridge going directly up Ooh. in the airplane and then it sits and you're good. Yeah. That's that's my recurring. That's my current reoccurring nightmare. And the worst part is, is I'm a lucid dreamer, so I like feel it. I like know I've, I'm in a dream, but it terrifies me. I've always I have plenty of those. I've always wanted to jump a car on a bridge that's going up as the boat's going through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the burn side. Like yeah. it's like, you, like you groundhogs day me and you're like, yo, no matter what, oh, you'll be back. We're totally trying. I that. am absolutely then trying. You've watched that. too many Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, we just want the bridge. I'm not trying to put the car through the choppa. The funny thing would be actually trying that, hitting the NAS, and then instead of making it, you just ram it to the other side, and your it car just drop drops down. onto the boat. You're from dead. all the NAS, from all the nitrous oxide just exploded. Well, I didn't make it, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my bed again, and it's the same day at the same time. What's, what's, the, what's the song, Isn't It Sunny and Cher? Isn't that the song that he wakes up to every morning? Yeah, I got you, babe. I, I got, got you, babe. babe. Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I got you, babe. <laughs> um, what's on the is the sports calendar big for you guys? The uh, the the wolves, the fighting sixth grade girls, wolves have a massive doubleheader on Saturday. Ah, and so we'll be pretty consumed Saturday. We'll be following along. Well, Saturday, uh, the pilots now playing for a first round by LMU right. senior day. Yes, uh, we will be on the fan. Actually, how about that on nice. Saturday? So five o'clock tip, four thirty. Uh, Oregon is at Arizona earlier in the day. If the Ducks have any hopes of making the NCAA tournament, they need to get an upset over the Wildcats in Tucson. Uh, that'll be uh, ten thirty pregame, eleven a.m. tip. Pack two is a two-team league right now, going into dance. Oh uh, yeah, I'm Cougs all the way. We got UCLA on Saturday, and then we'll take UW next week. Uh, I'm also ML- yeah, the Cougs avoided Cougan it last. Yeah, night. Yeah, big time. That was scary. I saw the halftime. I don't have Pack twelve, so I didn't get to watch it. I saw the halftime score and almost Dr. Jade my pants. Um, I am also MLS just started, so I'm in Timbers for right did. now. They did Timbers host oh. DC United and Saturday night. Thank you. And, we, and we, I'm in the middle of Premier League, so what, I'm, I'm heavy soccer and what basketball. What are they right putting now. on their kits? Uh, I don't know, but we did get one Duck of tape. our <laughs> one of our listeners who's a diehard Timbers bro. Uh, he tweets us things all the time. He said, "Spraying line." Uh, he said, "Timbers are favored in their match, so maybe look at a Santi Moreno." Anytime goal at plus 280. Oh, there you go. We got DC on Saturday. DC, and now don't let the Colorado game torque you Colorado's awful. Colorado's awful. DC is also not good. However, the Timbers were preseason like 21st in the league, and they've jumped to nine. So I don't know if that's a Neville thing, or, you know, we're still waiting on a DP, which could get signed at any moment. Whenever they're going to tell us, any moment now. Uh, The Timbers could be a fun little surprise. DC is not very good. So if you want to lay some money down, do it. Uh, Oregon State baseball. I think it's we had a here too. Text earlier that was yeah, I believe the game is here. Yeah, game's here. Seven thirty. Um, a listener was like, "Hey, no Oregon State baseball talk. Great year. They're eight and one. They beat North Dakota State yesterday. Take them on Saturday. Yeah, wait and a close conference. loss against Arkansas. Long seasons. Yeah, wait, wait till conference. It's okay. Pac twelve's decent baseball. I'm keeping up with it. Yeah, Keep tabs on it. Um, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, we'll dude. A lot of combine stuff to talk about after the weekend. We'll see what the mocks are, what people's takeaways were, maybe some more information on teams. The NBA weekend's going to be full of swag mentioned with the uh, the Blazers and whatnot. 
And, uh, yeah, thanks for hopping in today. Always, man. Appreciate being here. Swag, uh, nice to have you in all week. I know next week you're going to be going to Vegas. I'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I go to uh, Vegas for the WCC tournament. And we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. So we'll catch you guys then. Keep it on the fan all day. And we'll catch you Monday, 6 to 9 a.m. Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.